0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive, progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest.
1: Good afternoon, New York, and welcome. This is the left versus the right. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. Coming with you live from the greatest city on earth. Happy Boxing Day to everybody listening to us north of the border. Merry day after Christmas. Hope you got everything you wanted, Curtis. How you B- doing?
2: Boxing Day. I don't
1: know. I think they go and they fight in the streets
2: in Canada. Oh, Canada. I, I, no, no. They do a Bill Clinton. They describe whether they're wearing boxer shorts or briefs.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's something It's something different. I think they actually open their presents today. They try to have a very holy Christmas day. And then they open. I think that's what they do.
2: I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, Canadians did open up their newspapers to find out that their leadership, Trudeau Jr., was spying on them. 33 million Canadians had their movements tracked by their iPhones and smartphones by the government, supposedly to track them to see if they were carrying the COVID virus from Saskatchewan <laughs> to Calgary to Montreal where, where are you to going Toronto. At? Where, where
1: are you going, A. Uh, you're going. You're going over to Montreal. No, 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 no. no.
2: Three million people
1: uh, in Trudeau's defense. It was in the terms of conditions. Of their iPhones and they did click accept. This
2: is or I'm just well saying it. it was in there. This it was is in, 1984. They, it was in
1: the term. Don't you read the terms and, and conditions? I mean, your wife's a lawyer.
2: No, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, they well, Don't read the it, terms. Well, and I mean, conditions. you've got an
1: iPhone six, so they probably don't even make terms and conditions for
2: that. <laughs> uh, but it's you know they, it's they it, it clicked it, It's could, horrible. Could we ask Fauci that question? You know they're asking more than i I'm, them sure all sure do, I'm sure they're doing that here too, right? Uh, don't you you got to ask that question. Look, I'm as
1: liberal as they come. I'm sure they've been doing it here for 20 years. You know, I'm Sounds sure. I'm sure we clicked on something. At some point, that said that we're allowed to do that. That's what happens.
2: Well, anyway, uh, uh, Mr. Aggressive Progressive. yes, sir. Uh, were you a Maytag? Were you cooking at home? Were you slaving over so the stove preparing I, I, your Christmas I,
1: meals? I was not prepared to do that because uh, we don't host Christmas or Christmas Eve because I'm Italian. We do the Christmas Eve at my mother's. We do oh, Christmas the night Day and the seven fishes. Yeah, huh? well, yeah. My mother doesn't. My mother's not into seafood. I love the seven fishes meal. I'm a big seafood consumer. Uh, but, uh, we, my, my wife and my older daughter both contracted COVID. So we didn't go anywhere. We separated each other on a house. I don't live in a 300 square foot apartment like you. I have <laughs> plenty of room to spread out. I tested negative. My younger daughter tested negative. So we took one half of the house. We gave them the other half of the house. I cooked for everybody. I, uh, I made some steaks on Christmas Eve because I'm, I love steak and, Made some steaks.
2: So wait a second. How did you handle this? Did you slip a tray with food underneath? Their I did it prison style. I did it prison style. I'm like,
1: Here you go. <laughs> no. I you know, I put a mask on and I gave her a steak. She's not you know, she's sick, but she's not like dying. It's it's a it's it's kinda like a cold. And the same thing with my daughters. My my daughter got a little worse. She wasn't boosted. My wife was boosted. Um I'm boosted. I not I don't have anything. I have no symptoms nothing. I ran six and a half miles today. I ran five miles yesterday. I you know, I'm feeling great. Uh, but it sucks, you know, I mean, we, another Christmas where we didn't get to do what we wanted to do, see our families, uh, unfortunately, and
2: it is what it is. Now they will be quarantined. How long?
1: I think they've got a quarantine till mid next
2: week. So basically 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. In which they got to sit in their room twiddle their fingers. Yeah. No, what happens? I gave them many, the
1: master suite, so they got plenty of room. It's many, The master suite's probably four times larger than
2: your apartment. How so many? They're okay. They can, many, can run laps in there if they need to. How many bathrooms do you have in your house? I have four and a half oh, bathrooms Oh, well, you're, you're okay. We're, we're good. We're good. Imagine if you had the one communal bathroom. No,
1: no, it sucks. You'd have
2: to go in there with a house no, I, mean, I, I
1: understand why people in the city are going nuts, right? I mean, understanding. This is the first time it's been impacting us in the you know two years or so that we've had COVID. So I can understand how if you're living in an apartment building in New York City. You're just losing your mind. I don't know how, I mean, I guess you're just going to have to accept that if one family member gets it, you're all going to get well,
2: it. Well, what prompted like them to get tested? Because the way you described their conditions, especially your wife's condition, just sounded like a normal cold, to a lot of people My have.
1: younger daughter had a severe sore throat for a couple of days. Like uh. It was driving her crazy. My, not my younger, my older daughter. And uh, she's in her twenties and she's like, I gotta go, I gotta go figure this out. And she got tested and, and, and she had COVID. So then we home tested my wife, my, my younger daughter, and myself, and my wife had it and my younger daughter and I did not. So he said, all right, you know, let's put up the, put the line down the middle of the house. You guys stay on that side. We'll stay on this side. I have to take care of the dogs because you don't know if dogs can get it or not. So, um, uh, my older of my two dogs sleeps with my older daughter and I have been sleeping in the guest room where my older daughter's been staying since she's been home because we converted her bedroom into something else. And uh, the dog's been sleeping with me and, and hogs that freaking bed. I mean, it's pretty crazy.
2: <laughs> so. Now, they haven't made a determination if pets can carry the COVID uh, virus. They don't know
1: yet. And I was like, what are you talking about? And my daughter's like, I don't want to risk it. So the dogs are with me. It's so fine. Man, I love the dogs.
2: With all the home testing and the Biden administration is getting beaten up because it's being said that they should have had these kits prepared. They should have been ready to ship them. Uh, I actually don't, uh, uh, don't beat them up on this issue because my feeling is, OK, so your home test, who are you reporting it to? Are you reporting it to any federal agency so that they can monitor your comings or goings? How many people end up taking the test and then don't report it to anybody? Or why do we always think that these freaking tests are so accurate? Like it's I, I they're mean, impervious I, to mistakes. Well, my
1: wife did have some symptoms. Right, she had a bit of a cold, sore throat. Neither one of them have a fever, believe it or not. So uh, it's uh, so she she took the test, and my my younger daughter, you know, she's going to school. She wanted to make sure. That uh, she didn't have it, so we we tested her. I tested myself because I figured if you know they two of them have it, maybe i might be sleeping in the same bed with my wife, and she probably had it for a couple days. And how did I not get it? I mean, I, I maybe my booster hit at the right time. I don't know. I got boosted on December first, so I'm like three and a half weeks into being boosted, and you know, I guess it probably worked out that I was at peak immunity whenever he was getting it.
2: Now, a guy that I don't often agree with, in fact, never agree with him, LeBron James. Uh, put out a, a mime, meme, whatever you call those things, in which he put had. Put out a mime. Mime, put out a meme. Mime. Nobody whatever. heard it. Nobody saw it. Well, no, no. He was in a box. It was interesting. Yeah.
1: Because. He was wearing a black beret, not a red beret. <laughs> he had
2: three Spider-Men pointing at one another. One had a cold, one had the normal flu, and one had the COVID-19 virus. And he said, and well, what the hell is the difference between all three of these? Now, normally, he'd get a lot of blowback. Yeah. I think people are getting to the point. Where they're like enough already. I
1: yeah. I think people are. I'm at it. I'm at that point. Um, you know, I'm 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 tired of it. I think that all restrictions should be limited to people who are not vaccinated because those are the people who are at risk of dying and getting seriously ill and clou- crowding up our hospitals. But if you're double vaccinated, boosted, uh, why are there restrictions on you? I mean, I, I get it. You know, you're gonna if you get sick, you you could still get it if you are boosted and vaccinated. My wife got it. She's boosted. She's done everything right. Um, But she's not in that bad a shape. I mean, it's basically a cold for her right now. And I I know that there are people who are suffering worse than her who are vaccinated and boosted. And I get it. People have to do what's right for them individually based on their own health. Uh, But I think we're at a point in this country where we've got to decide, especially with this Omicron uh, variant, which seems to be impacting everybody. I mean, I've, I've gotten calls from probably... 10 people in the last week who have it. Yeah, it's just sweeping through everywhere. It It seems like
2: it's airborne.
1: If there is like 20%, like last week, the high high number on Long Island was like 18% of the people tested had it. I would say that would probably mean that it's more like 20, 30%. Uh, of long islanders, have 30% of them have it, then everybody's going to get it. No, no, no. can't I'm, avoid My it.
2: perception is, is that it's airborne now. Uh, totally. And you're standing online. Now, this is what makes no sense to me. No you. sense. You look at somebody, they're standing online for four, sometimes five hours. Yeah. And they're standing next to people some of them, just the percentages, the analytics suggest they have it. Well, twenty percent of them probably have it. Right. So you're inhaling, you're exhaling in right. the same air, even though it's outdoors. I'm in a room with you, and God knows what you've been doing all week. Right. <laughs> some some of the temperatures, uh, not today, but some of the previous temperatures were like at freezing, below yep. freezing. Yeah. So if you didn't get the uh, COVID. You probably got a cold. You probably got a flu. Yeah, you're getting something. And so the lines are endless, and people have this insatiable desire. i got to be tested. i got to be. T- I got to get that swizzle stick up my nose. People want to know. People give me wanna that know. swizzle stick. By the way,
1: I forgot to give out the number here. 1-800-848-9222, one 848 wabc Curtis and Chris live till 5. Then Curtis comes back. Uh, from nine to one forever, and then you'll take a break, and you'll come back at five a.m.
2: That's no six a.m. 6 a.m. Uh, with Russ uh, Salzburg, uh the sweater. Uh, that's right. Are We're you guys substituting talking sports for or what? Bernard what? McGurk, You're Bernard talking... McGurk, uh, and uh, Sid Rosenberg. Right. Uh, Bernard is uh, trying to deal with his diagnosis of prostate I'm cancer. I'm sorry to hear that, Bernie. Uh, so he's working diligently at that, but they're away. This is their time; they yep. would have been away. So yeah, we'll talk a little sports. Because obviously both New York teams are probably going to crash and burn. What today. has he been
1: doing, Salzburg? I haven't. I don't. I guess Channel Nine's
2: gone, right? There's no news on. Channel 9 No, no. 9 he, no does the, uh, giant, uh, oh, he does the giant
1: pregame. Oh, there's a giant pregame at Channel Five. Okay, got it. Got. It. I had no idea. Yeah,
2: yeah. So he's Mister Sports, and then all week long when we were substituting for. Uh, uh, Sid and uh, Bernie, he had to do the rapid tests every day in order to be able to gain entrance to Giants Stadium. It's kind of funny. I
1: think that my career right now is similar, and y- your career, kind of similar to Salzburg when he was at the fan. They brought in the guy, they called him the Schmoozer. It was the sweater and the Schmoozer. I can't remember the other guy's yeah, name. Yeah, Steve Summers. Steve, right? Su- Steve Summers, yeah. They brought in Steve Summers to calm down Russ Salzberg. Like, Russ Salzberg was just getting angry and mad at the callers and fighting with everybody. So they bring in this guy, this funny guy, Steve Summers, and they both Oh, kinda, he was
2: great overnight. They, they were great. They were a great team yeah, to yeah. But it, actually, Somers was the best overnight guy.
1: Yeah, he was fantastic. I used to listen to him overnight all the time when I was in law school. he
2: would be talking to the guys at the Hunts Point Meat Market. Yeah, he talked to me. I'd call player. in. Right, right. I'd call in all the
1: time, and I would say well, an Islander fan. And
3: he would lay into me about it. Oh, I he would, have would just, also. He
1: would just he would do this like rant at the beginning of his show. I mean, he clearly wrote it out. It was like a, it was like a ten-minute rant about different topics. No, no, it's great.
2: Great, he, and, he, and he had all the euphemisms, you know, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, great stuff. I think you
1: kind of, kind of took some of his material. Oh, I, I take know. from everybody. That's completely, you, you got
2: to. Got it's like to. the Belt comedians. They sit there with their napkin, and while the other comedians are performing, they're sort of stealing the different lines. So,
1: so let me ask you. Did you have any Christmas celebration or were you working all weekend?
2: No, no, no Christmas celebration because, A, uh, Nancy was gripped with back pain. Still. Uh, she was very angry at me because my remedy for her was to have her take Bengay baths. Yeah, yeah, it's good. The stinky type. Yeah, you got it. And it's swallowing the, the horse pills, the Dones pills, because they said, no, oh, you don't want my Vicodin or Percocet <laughs> or Oxys. You know, you might become a junkie. I don't know where
1: you're getting the Dones pills from. You got a dealer no, on the street? No,
2: 1978, <laughs> yeah. I bought a box. I yeah. have it in the medicine cabinet. The expiration date is 1970. So you're giving
1: your wife pills that were purchased prior to her birth.
2: Well, it's no addiction to Dones pills. Right. It's non-addiction. Well, it's almost got, everything it's else got, is addictive. It's
1: got now. in it or something like that. Oh, well, that's right, cocaine. Yeah, which is yeah, it's a derivative of cocaine. A little <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, there. so it's got cocaine in it. So oh, it's see, not, uh, so it's you a, were using Don's pills too? Not really. Chopping them up and snorting uh, 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 1979,
2: them. 1979. I was like seven. <laughs> I don't
1: think I was taking Don's pills. I was <laughs> Johnson's baby aspirin. Oh, maybe. it works the Don's <laughs> pills. Uh,
2: you know, and it used to be the national remedy for pain, for back right. pain. And then all of a sudden, you can't even find it because Big Pharma put him out of business. Big Pharma came in with Vicodin, with Percocet right, right, and oxys, right, right.
3: Purdue. They want to get you hooked.
2: Exactly. But now let me get back to your premise. Yeah. So 19% of Americans have said never, ever, ever, not one shot, not, not one. two shots, not a booster. What would you do with the 19%, the hardcore, who refuse? We're not talking for medical uh, reasons or religious reasons. Just Just because they're being stubborn. They say
1: absolutely I read something on the internet about somebody's balls blowing up, and I don't want that to happen to me. No, what I would do is all restrictions going forward should be exclusively for the unvaccinated. Exclusively, whether it's, you know, Flying on an airplane, whether it's coming to work, whether it's wearing a mask, whether it's shopping, indoor dining, restaurants, ban it until you get vaccinated.
2: Would you set up COVID camps where you actually put these people in camps because they refuse to sit at home? Refuse? No, I,
1: I don't think I'd put set up camps, but I would find them. Uh, I would set up some sort of way to find them at some point. I mean, not not initially, give them a chance. But I think that if you make it harder for like if you can't buy an airline ticket unless you can prove your vaccine. I mean, I know, you know, I do some work at Fox News, you know that. I, If I wanted to go into that building, I had to submit my vaccine information to them to let me in the building. There are plenty of systems set up right now where you can check vaccination status. And there's no reason why American Airlines and Delta Airlines and all these other airlines can't say, you want to fly? Prove your vaccination status.
2: All right, but when you say vaccination status, uh, that fluctuates. It used to be one shot was good enough. Then it's like you had to have two shots. Now you have to have a booster shot. There'll probably be another there, booster shot. I think shot. there's going to be
1: another booster shot. So I do.
2: when you say fully vaxxed, you're not just talking about like no, either two I, Moderna. I think, I think
1: two is probably good at this point. Um, I think if you if you're double vaxxed, I think you're okay because I don't. I think that there's some protection for you if you're double vaxxed. I think boosted. Look, I'm boosted.
2: I'm living in a house with two people who have it, oh, so, so and nothing's happened to me. That, that's like some protection. That's like a, I ran
1: six and a half miles this morning, faster than it probably took you to walk here from you know the other side of town.
2: All right, but some protection would be like wearing one condom. But you're a believer, like two condoms, and it's absolutely <laughs> sure.
1: Well, most of the women that I dated before I got married made me put on two condoms. They wanted, like, I don't want kids that look anything like you. <laughs> I'm I, sure you've had similar
2: experiences, no, Curtis. <laughs> it wasn't because of that, Chris. No. It was because they looked at you and said, "I don't want we're, a letter." He's from that the Department guy, of Health. Yeah, where has that Do guy been? you know Chris Hahn? Where has he been? STD, and that wasn't the racist edge. <laughs> so Sexually like, transmitted oh, diseases. Wait a
1: minute. Didn't I see you? Mm, yeah, no. Yeah, will you put this on and put this one on, too? Yeah. Anyway,
2: our numbers. I 100. did have
1: a woman ask me to put on two once. You you that
2: happened? I'll bet.
1: It was pretty.
2: Well, remember, condoms were not a guarantee. No. Not a guarantee at all. I, as an undergraduate, I had a, a
1: girlfriend who was in med school, and uh, not a girlfriend—I wouldn't call her a girlfriend—just a girl who I hung out with. Who would be like, "You got to put uh, two French
2: on. with benefits." Yeah,
1: she 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 maybe put on two, which was. That's let's, say, a lot, yeah. let's just say it didn't really work no, no, out. No, well, that's for me. saying
2: a lot. Yeah. Well, I was
1: seventeen or eighteen I years understand old. That I mean, you know, I was like, I'm oh.
2: telling you, she looked at you and she said, "I'm not getting that letter <laughs> yeah, from the department." Yeah, but of
1: yet she looked at me and said, "I want some of that. I just don't want the risk." <laughs> so it's kind of like
2: a little, it worked both ways. Uh, you know, alcohol. I wonder. Is a I powerful, can't remember her
1: name, but I
2: wonder if she's listening. A, a powerful <laughs> disinhibitor. That's for not, sure. This is,
1: Completely sober. This is a girl who was in like my bio class or something. She's going to med school, getting ready to go to med school. She was pre med. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 WABC. If you want to be part of the national conversation, I got a lot of people here on the phones. I don't oh, know. Oh,
2: and then later on, <laughs> since you have dogs, I do. Uh, the president, Joe Biden, introduced uh, to the United States military when he was doing uh, his video uh, conference call to the troops uh, overseas yeah. for the Christmas holiday with his wife. Jill, not Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill. He had a 12-week-old uh, puppy dog, a German Shepherd. And I'm saying to myself, look, I, I always want people to adopt dogs, uh, adopt uh, cats. Yep. But there are some people, uh, for a variety of reasons, there's certain pets they should not well, adopt.
1: Well, well, German Shepherds, they really are bred to bite you. They are biting
2: dogs. He's already broken his foot from Major, the yeah. two-year-old, yeah. who they had yeah, to yeah. exile. They yeah, had to exile yeah. from the White to, House. He's exiled to, to Delaware, which and, is painful. And then Jill Biden say, and in addition to this 12-year-old puppy dog, a German Shepherd, who wouldn't stop gnarling on the president when he was talking, we're also going to bring a cat into the house. And I'm telling you, the last time a cat and a dog shared the White House, remember, it was socks for Sox. cats. Who was constantly fighting with Buddy, the black lab, who would not tell any of the secrets of the Bill Clinton administration? <laughs> uh, they ended up taking Buddy with them to Chappaqua, the whitest suburb in America, the Love Shack. Okay, and they uh, basically the Love Shack uh, furloughed. Uh, you know socks. Curtis,
3: you know Curtis. I like that cat a lot and I don't want you making out No, you fun know why they, you know cat. why they took
2: buddy because oh, uh, when Hillary was out there walking amongst the leaves and the trees yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, channeling with Eleanor Roosevelt when she would come back Buddy would bark when all of a sudden Bill Clinton was getting a little nasty with some of the visitors. Okay, all right. He used to look at getting old though, Bill. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't oh wanna... no,
2: no. That, do you think
1: that... they make him wear two condoms? Uh, I mean, he was the former president. Oh my I mean, God. Do you think they're making him wear two?
2: The only thing, double bagging. The, it? the only guarantee for Bill Clinton is castration would have been his cure. <laughs> would have done him a hell of a lot of good.
1: One 848 one eight hundred eight four eight
0: W A B C. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Slewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
1: Chris Hahn, Curtis Sliwa with you till 5 o'clock. Curtis will be back. At nine going to one and then I'll be back at six AM filling in for Bernie and Sid with the smoot with the sweater, Ross Salzberg. One 848 WABC. Let me go to Anthony in Staten Island. Anthony, how you doing? Good,
4: good. And uh Curtis Done's pills are still made. I mean, I, I searched for them after you discussed them the other day when
5: Nancy fell and hurt herself. They're available everywhere, all the drugstores. I ordered twenty four pills for five bucks on Amazon. Look at that. Twenty four pills, 24 pills for, for five bucks.
1: bucks. Man, that's incredible. They must have stopped putting the Coke in it, I guess. I'm and, right. They're not they addictive. They must have taken the cocaine out of it, so they probably don't
2: work anymore. It works,
1: I'm <laughs> telling you. And by the way. What kind of Coke dealer's giving up 25 pills for $5? bucks?
2: i am telling you, when the uh, shoplifters go into the Dwayne Weed uh, Walgreens, and CVS, they're right. not looking for dome spills. No,
1: no, they're looking for something definitely different. one 800 848 Cookie in Elmont. Cookie! Hey, good
3: afternoon, fellas. This is not Listen. what I thought Cookie would sound like. I thought Cookie was going to be a little old lady. Cookie, Cookie, you're on the air. Cookie,
0: yeah. I could make you trouble, boy. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't understand. You're a responsible journalist, and I'm not. Like, all,
1: right, stop, Cookie. I am not a journalist. Neither is Curtis. Neither one of us are journalists. Not even a little bit. Get ahead.
0: Sort of, As long as you have a mic in front of your mouth and you speak to the public, you're a speaker to the public, and you're allowed to voice your opinions. Now, as far as this covert thing goes, I have three questions for you. Yeah. And I'm not taking any science involved or anything. If you tell me I got the chicken pox, I got the measles, I got the mumps, they gave us a shot. And that shot was a vaccination, that means that we weren't going to, rec- we weren't going to get this disease if we got this shot,
3: correct? I guess. I mean, you, yeah.
0: But they stopped
3: giving that vaccination back in 1968. Hey, Cook- Cookie, what is your point? To get it. I'm going now, to talk to you like forward, Cookie Monster forward. the rest of this call unless you get to your point, Cookie, because I need to entertain my audience because I am not a journalist. I am an entertainer and a political opinionist. Go ahead, Cookie. Telling people that they should fly in
4: an airplane
3: if they're not fully
4: vetted. Yes,
3: Cookie. You sound like you got a cold, Cookie. Maybe you need a Don's pill. Well, you, need, you need to know that it should be that you should tell people what they should do and what they shouldn't do. I'm not telling anybody what they should do. I'm giving my opinion on what the government should do. And the government has not taken my opinion. If they had, this virus would be over by now. <laughs>
1: 1-800-848-9222. Man, you
2: are so cool, man.
1: I haven't done a Cookie Monster voice. My daughter's 15. I don't think I've done
2: Cookie Monster The guy like probably had a cold years. like so many other people out there. And right away, you're like slamming the Have guy. you
1: ever met a guy named Cookie? No. I've never met a guy named
2: Cookie. What guy would want to be named I mean, Cookie? unless he's
1: a cook, like a cook in the Navy, yeah, and they what, call him Cookie. Uh, come on. What
2: kind of a guy I would don't, want to be somebody, named Cookie? Somebody
1: who won't get a vaccine, you know, that's free, that seems to help me. Yeah, I but mean,
2: you, you'd probably put him in a COVID-19 no, camp. No, 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 no. i tell
1: him to stay home. You know, you want to do, you, you want to be free? Okay, and you be free. All right.
2: But what would happen... Uh, once he, he he negotiates that uh, ankle bracelet off that you would keep on him, <laughs> no ankle bracelet. Then bracelets. he was caught outdoors at a Seven Eleven. Then what would the ramifications be?
1: No, I think we make Seven Elevens a neutral zone because you can't keep people from a Slurpee for forever, right? I mean, it's just too. Maybe we have hours at Seven Eleven vaccinated, unvaccinated hours. We got to work something. Dirty
2: out. water, hot dog, There's, right? Got yeah. Slurpee. Yeah, you got to have nachos. A, you got to have your
1: Slurpee and your Big Gulp. I mean, I, you know, I don't drink. Uh, sugary drinks. I don't drink anything that has calories in it. But once in a while, I gotta have a big gulp. I get like, what I do is I take seltzer. I put seltzer in, and I put a little splash of Dr Pepper. Oh, oh, so a splash.
2: little oh. splash, just for
1: flavor. If they don't have the diet Dr Pepper, one eight hundred eight four eight. Bloomberg,
2: Bloomberg would have had you arrested. He
1: would have. He would have had me in chains. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Cookie. One WABC. Taylor in New York City. Hey,
4: funny. I saw Doug Sattel, S I T T E L on Google In YouTube uploads a picture handover glass capsule. Police admit he says George Bush flew the planes into the buildings.
1: I, I'm going to drop this call because I I have no idea what he was. Did you catch any of that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come on,
2: 911 truther.
1: This is a guy who was going to talk about dogs in New York City. Well, I thought he wanted to talk that was about the
2: ruse. Yeah, see, he knew you were going to go to him. Yeah, well, I mean, even who though doesn't like dogs, even though he was doing a 911 truther report. Unbelievable!
1: Uh, to the nine eleven truthers, the Giuliani show is when Monday through Friday. No, what no time? wait a second. That You're is, calling for him—that
2: is a disgrace. I know because I
1: want to see Rudy Giuliani, who is now a conspiracy theorist. You know this? No, right? he's not. He is a complete conspiracy theorist. I want to see Rudy Giuliani fight with conspiracy theorists. I think it'd be
2: very fun to watch. Oh, and well, see, you missed it uh, <laughs> over Friday and Saturday. Uh, my sit downs with Rudy Giuliani, Mike Lombardi, Cheech. You know, we have disagreements uh, about Trump. You met with him on
1: Friday uh, or Thursday, Festivus. No, actually, we were
2: here on Friday. I was uh, assisting him as he was substituting for Greg Kelly, yeah, Greg Machine Gun Kelly. And then he did his own show on uh, his uh, lone self. Uh, and then we were discussing as we we're going to get behind his uh, son's candidacy <laughs> for the GOP primary to become uh, the candidate now, probably to run against Hokum. Now, I
1: thought you weren't a, a, a monarchist. I thought that you were one of these people who thought you needed to
2: earn your place in society. I always thought that about Wait a you. Say, I'm not monastic. Well, what are you talking about? I'm not a so, monk. So, I'm not a Andrew nun. Giuliani.
1: Now, you know, look, I got my problems with Rudy Post Mayor, right? But when he was mayor, particularly after 9 11, I worked for Senator Schumer during 9 11. He was mayor of New York City, and he actually led, and that was pretty spectacular. Which is why, when I had that crazy debate with him, I told him I was sad for him. I didn't really want to attack oh, yeah,
2: him. I'm sure his life has never been the same since. Ha- well, it hasn't. He hasn't <laughs> so been able to recover. He from, really hasn't from recovered. A, from a, from I mean crossfire with maybe you. Maybe
1: in the conservative bubble, he's still respected. But outside of it, that clip plays all the time.
2: I see. And, and you took <laughs> so down You took down Rudy I, Giuliani. I sure as hell did. Wow, I didn't want you, to. You have such I a I humongous ego, to. it needs a crane uh, I, to get I, you I in did, and out I, of the it studio. It does.
1: Look, i got to have some claim to fame, Curtis. It's not like I'm wearing a red hat around the city for the last 40 years. I got to do something to get my, you know, to earn my place here at WABC. Well, anyway, so, don't so, you
2: believe Don't you believe the people should make the choice? Of in course, of course, I do. But
1: I, I also believe that you should have, exp- you're going to run for governor. of the- Now, if Andrew Giuliani was running for city council, have at it, or, you know, some other position. But you're going to run for governor, first thing out of the box. You have no experience. The only thing you have going for you is your name, your father's name.
2: I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. All right, so you can back Lee Zeldin if you. I'm were not backing Republican. any of them.
1: I mean, I'm going to back whoever the Democratic nominee oh, is, whether Holcomb, it's Tom, Holcomb, Tom Ms. Swazzy, Ms. Nonsense. Who, Tom Swazzy, who A couple of weeks ago, I said on the air, I didn't think it was running. I got a a text from his campaign manager. Saying, I am. He is running. Of course, running for governor, course. and, and he expects
2: your support well, because look,
1: you used to work for him. I did work for him at one time. And where he, is your loyalty? <laughs> I I only endorsed two candidates ever. In my life, Chuck Schumer. Don't ever say anything bad
3: against Chuck Schumer.
2: Oh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, the schmuck department. Don't pugs. make me come over there. Chuck e. Cheese. Don't Schumer.
3: make me come over there, Curtis. I will come right over there right now, and you will not like it. I'm at least a foot taller. So you're than loyal
1: you. to Chuck, but I'm not loyal to Slazzi. Chuck, and I'm loyal to Kara, my wife. That's it. And <laughs> not swazzy. I will look. Who made you the guy you are today? Well, Chuck Schumer made me the guy I am today, which is why I'm always... God, living. that's why so, you're so loaded. Uh, but it is, but it is... Look, I love Tom. And I think Tom would be a great governor. I think that Kathy Hochul's got a tough job right now, and I think she's doing the best she can with it. Uh, and we'll see. We'll oh, see what Swazzy
2: happens. had his chance. Uh, he Tom couldn't Swazzy, take out speeches. I, I, speech. I will
1: tell you this about Tom Swazi. I will say this about Tom Swazi. I have never met an elected official who is willing to just take risks like Tom Swasey, just put it on the line for something he think is right. Like when he was county executive in Nassau County, he started a proposal. He had a proposal basically to combine school districts and other things. Long Island's got nine hundred separate taxing districts, and that is why the cost of living on Long Island is so astronomical. Well, same and thing, out Jersey. of Jersey.
2: Chris Christie, and, uh, Shammu, it's not even. L. It's, L. Said even said co- it's not even.
1: It's not even half as bad in New Jersey as it is on Long Island. We have elevator districts on Long Island. We don't have any elevators. You know, so I, I, you know, he would take that on and every little fiefdom fought back against him. It might be why he lost. Uh, no, no, I'll tell you why he eventually. lost. Uh,
2: when a guy has to spend an hour in the mirror before he even goes outside. No, no, no. Just making love to himself, making sure every hair is in place. I don't think anybody. That's how you lose. I, I gotta
1: tell you something. Tom's a good looking guy. I don't think anybody ever made him double bag it. <laughs> so I'm just saying. 1-800-848-9222. 848 wabc
2: Bill in North Shore Towers on Long Island. How you doing, Bill? How you
4: doing, Curtis? I love you. Thank you, thank you, Bill. I love you. I love you. Okay, you're a true New Yorker. Everybody knows that. Okay. Okay, point number 1 is I want you to strive if you can to become uh one of the positions uh position uh in the new administration under
2: uh, Eric uh, uh, Adams. Well, look, uh, that's a nice idea, especially when it comes to dealing with emotionally disturbed and homeless. I mean, let's face it, I'm more of an expert in that than he is. That's not his sweet spot. But that's not going to happen. They're not going to bring me into an Eric Adams administration because the first time I see something that's inconsistent, it's not right, it has to deal with cronyism, I'm a whistleblower. Uh, so if I were Eric Adams, I would not want to bring somebody like Curtis Lee into and, my And
1: also, you know, we are trying to bring this show national. And, you know, enough with the politics, Curtis. Okay. Enough. enough. <laughs> you're not good at it. So excuse just stop. me
3: Excuse okay? me. Okay, you're good at this. You are good at this.
1: Radio is where you belong. But, you're fantastic but to the point- Look, I don't mean to burst your bubble, okay, or, or pump you up at the same time. You are an excellent radio guy. Excellent. Yeah, but I, excellent. The, to the, to the but point. you are a horrible politician. Wait a you picked bad candidates. You're going you're gonna to go out there and campaign for Andrew Giuliani. Yeah, right. Andrew Giuliani went from getting 20% in the Republican Party primary to now 15%.
2: Trust you're going to hurt him. Trust me. He's ahead of the polls against Lee Zeldin. Uh, he's a good campaign. That's because people see there.
1: Giuliani. They think his father's running. They don't even know who's running yet. Let me explain so wait, look, something we'll, about politics
2: look, to you. We will be I, out there in Suffolk <laughs> County, where you live, <laughs> okay. in the okay. Zeldon land, okay. and we'll prove to you how many Republicans if got some time,
1: We should go get some Vietnamese food. There's a great place by Stony Brook University that I love. It. you got to come. you got to try it out. Okay? When you're out there, come on out.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, well, I'll pop. Can I, I bring Andrew and uh, Rudy? Bring Andrew and
1: Rudy. I'll take Rudy out.
2: I Look, I don't hate Rudy Giuliani. I don't. You can't. I don't hate your him. Your Entire reputation is based on your debate with Rudy. Well, Giuliani. I had a pretty
1: good debate with Matt Gates too. Oh no, that. Who on. is that other guy that I beat up the day before, Rudy? Giuliani. You actually
2: called me up. That's the junior. Who's varsity. the guy?
1: Oh, Knowles, Michael
2: Knowles. Ah, come on, take beat it the on, crap Rudy. out of that guy. Come
1: on. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Schlapp, Mercedes oh, Schlapp. Keith Tucker, keep pulling for the J V. By, by the way, on my radio show last week, my 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 solo show that I don't do with you, I had a guest on. We were talking about if. Aliens invaded, right? And, you know, maybe I was saying, well, maybe if aliens invaded.
2: Well, they are. They're coming across the Mexican No, I'm talking border. about aliens from oh, space, oh, oh, out of space UFO, aliens. UFO, UFO. Right? So I'm, I'm
1: like thinking to myself, would Tucker Carlson take the side of the aliens? would he be like,
2: what's wrong with the
1: aliens? What do we care? They've got better technology than us. We oh, should embrace the you aliens. you
2: just uh, you just hit a sweet spot of WABC <laughs> listeners. The other side of midnight with Frank Marano. Yeah, he's got experts on that every early morning from one to five.
1: I got a great guy for him. You should call him. My, one of, a guy I used to do comedy with.
2: Oh, you have to. He has
1: a fantastic show about aliens.
2: I you know you Frank know Ullman. who loves the UFOs and the little gray people. Who's that? Our owner operator John Catcher. But he I do can't get enough. Of I it.
1: do believe. I do believe that Tucker Carlson would take the side of the invading aliens because they have more power than
2: him. And, no, you know, Tucker he just sucks would up never the power. support the Mexicans. And no, no, Central no, Americans no. I'm talking about the Haitian. people from Planet X. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, he will take their side.
1: <laughs> oh, so what if they eat a few people? There's too many people anyway. That would be Tucker's oh, response to
2: it. That, that was that great piece uh, in the Twilight Zone. Did you ever see that piece in which, which the aliens arrive? Right. They pledge peace. They said, we're going to bring all peace to the world. No more nuclear proliferation. We're going to give you guidance. And they just wanted you to get on their flying saucer because they eat humans. Yeah. It's they a cookbook. It's a cookbook.
1: 1-800-848-9222. one 1-800-848- 848 WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. 1
1: 800 848 9222. That's 1 800 848 WABC. If you want to be part of a national conversation, I wonder if Katz is watching the liftoff of that. Uh, that telescope—that's oh, basically—that has gotten me got my attention this entire weekend. I've been like looking for news on that. You haven't heard anything. It le- lifted off successfully. There's like a lot of things that can go wrong on this telescope. It's going to be a million miles from Earth, looking into the deepest parts of the solar system. I can't
2: not sort the universe. I can't wait. I guarantee you, when I finish my turn the- tonight from nine to one and pass it off to uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, who'll probably have a whole section. Of his program in the wee hours of the morning, uh, dedicated to that new uh, the Webb telescope, it's called. It's not like we used to have when we were in biology. We had our our own micro uh, our own microscope, you know, with the red dye and the bunsen. No, there. no, no.
1: It's it's literally a giant mirror in space that has to unfold, and then there needs to be a shield to shield it from the sun to keep it from getting warm.
2: It's a whole thing can't wait and uh what is your impression of what that telescope will probably find out there i hope it finds planets i hope it finds
1: life you know it's going to be able to peer to within 100 million I years i guarantee of you start of if the there
2: universe. is life in other solar systems on other planets you Democrats will immediately try to say that they should be registered to vote, even though they're illegal aliens. No,
1: Tucker Carlson will support them when they invade Earth because they are more powerful than what's here now. That's that's Well, if it gets me some ratings, I mean, I don't want to just fall back on my TV dinner money. I mean, that'll be him. That will be his thing on it. One hundred one eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight W. A.B.C. Jody in Brooklyn. Jody. Hey, what's going
4: on, Kirk? Hey, listen, that, that TV show series you were talking about was called Feed the Series. I used to watch it when I was a kid in the 80s about the aliens coming down and yes. feeding on us. Yeah, it was with Mark Singer. I don't know if you guys remember that series. Yeah, it was on,
1: the- on in the 80s, and then they rebooted it like 10 years ago, and it was pretty good, and it got canned for some reason. I don't know why.
4: Yeah, yeah but it was a pretty good show in the 80s. I used to watch it every week.
2: Now, oh, you know, every president, they always hint that they're going to release... All the documentation that's been kept by the Pentagon and other agencies about UFOs and little gray aliens, and they only uh, sort of release tidbits of information. They never give you the whole treasure trove of information. It's got to eventually come I I, Look,
1: there there are not aliens here. It has not
2: happened. Hell, yes, they are. They want to register them to vote here in New York City. (laughs) 800,000 of them. Well, I'm
1: talking about... Aliens from space. Oh, okay. There are no aliens from space on this planet. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure because if they were... Uh, they would be sitting right here in front of us. Would 50, they register
2: as Democrats or Republicans?
1: I think they'd be independent because they'd be a little weird. <laughs> they'd be part of that. What was that party you had, the Reform Party? The New York State Party. I used to Reform go party. to those conventions a long time ago. When it was the Independence Party. I used to think it was like the cantina scene in Star Wars. You see some weird-looking thing over here, some weird-looking thing over oh, there. Oh, no, the a best A normal-looking
2: person over there, and then you start talking to no, a talk the normal-looking the person, thing.
1: and he's the weirdest person in the room. The
2: best thing, when I was a teenager, I went to an anarchist conference at Hunter College. Where they were flying the black flags, and my question immediately Uh, uh, as a.
1: Was who organized this?
2: (laughs) Exactly. There's not supposed to be any organization. So they threw me out of the So you can't
1: really have a conference of
2: people who don't, who want anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Who who plans it? Flying little black flags. Could you imagine? A speaker's roster. Could you imagine
1: the meeting, the plan, the anarchy concept? Well, we're going to have this conference of anarchists. And nobody wants to be in charge or nobody can be in charge. Of course. Yeah, it, it must, have been, must have been comical. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Al in New York City. Al.
4: Yeah, no, No. listen. Uh, you criticize the non-vaxxers. You really don't understand the principle of uh, vaccinations it's supposed to prevent.
1: Okay, doctor. Okay, doctor. Tell me. Tell me the principle, doctor. You know something? Doctor. Okay, doctor. Bye, doctor. Oh,
2: you're so rude to that gentleman. Uh, he, I, I could see you. What's you would the set up COVID 19 camps. No, no the camps. United. No, I'm
1: not going to set up camps. Stay home.
2: You would have them bracelets. I'm not right? going to
1: give them. Activities. House arrest. not going to, you think I'm going to plan volleyball games for people who are unvaccinated? No. No, you do, do a
2: dough on all of them. You think you I'm going to be... have, you think I'm going to have a color war with, with, with unvaccinated people? No. You, you'd be monitoring their movements through their smartphones and night? iPhones. No way. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, yeah, you look, see?
1: It's in the terms and conditions. You should read it. The terms and conditions. You should read it.
2: Nobody reads the terms <laughs> and conditions <laughs> one, other than you with nothing <laughs> to do. 1
1: 800 Andrea in Brooklyn. Andrea.
6: Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Um, you mentioned something about feeling that Andrew Giuliani was not qualified to run for such a high office. Governor. Yeah. Governor runs what, the
1: state of New York, the most important job in this state.
6: Do you feel the same way about AOC? I mean, she a- AOC
1: ever- is a congresswoman. And uh, last I checked, her parents don't have a fancy name that got her elected. She beat a pretty popular, long-serving incumbent without any help from anybody.
2: Let me say, you didn't answer her question. She had no uh, skill level. There, there is a
1: huge difference than being one of 435 members of the House of Representatives and being the governor
2: of the state Wait a of New York. say, you New just York. had the worst governor in the history of New York, Andrew evilized Cuomo. <laughs> he had to leave. It, it, shame. He was bad
1: for reasons other than his governing. He oh, so bad. his governing was good. Well, uh, part of it was good, part of it was bad, but he wasn't a horrible governor. He was a horrible We've person. He had the worst <laughs> mayor
2: was... in our lifetime. The worst governor in our lifetime. We I mean, did have say, a pretty oh, bad mayor. And, I, Andrew Giuliani would be so much worse. He he would be worse. Uh he would be, he Andrew Giuliani, look,
1: if there's only one person Running for governor right now as a Democrat that would get me to vote for a Republican, and that is Bill de Blasio. But the only way for me to not vote for a Republican if, if Bill de Blasio is the candidate wait, 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 is if wait, wait, wait. Andrew Giuliani Hold is the on a candidate.
2: Okay, let's so, look. Let's, we have <laughs> Kathy Holcomb.
1: Kathy Holcomb, I think, is doing a pretty good job. No, Holcomb.
2: Holcomb, that, Holcomb which means she's then you have Tom Swassie, uh the guy you've turned on, who used to I be— I have not
1: turned on Tom Swazi.
2: Then you have— I J- love Tom Swasey. Jumani Williams. You I would know, actually I vote even, for Jumani Williams. I don't Williams. even know who he is. No cops, no prisons. Well, I don't want that either. All right. He's not going to win. Okay, so <laughs> if he happened to have gotten lucky and won, you would vote for Andrew Giuliani?
1: No. No, I'm not voting for Andrew Giuliani under any circumstances.
2: Oh, man, we're, co- we're coming out to your neighborhood. We're
1: coming out to Suffolk. <laughs> like me, said,
2: Rudy, and Andrew. I'll
1: bring you out to some great Vietnamese
2: food. We're going to settle all scores no, out all right, there. Come on out,
1: man. It'd be, let me tell you what a photo that would
2: be. Why don't you host us? <laughs> come on, show bipartisanship. Host the two Giuliani's and I will and buy each one of you a Summer World at a Vietnamese place
1: in Stony Brook. That is delicious. That I won't mention the name of it because I don't remember the name of it. But it is fantastic. Oh, wow.
2: Well, <laughs> What a fair weather friend you are! You promote this anonymous Vietnamese restaurant, in which there are many.
1: There, well, there's only like one in Stony Brook. So if you are in Stony Brook and you put Vietnamese Stony Brook, this is the place. It's fantastic.
2: So you promise you'll host new. us out there? As I'll we buy take a it big bowl uh, of Poe and Ilma. we'll enjoy it. This is great. No, no, this uh, is uh, bipartisanship I, I, at again, its best. Again,
1: I am I am going to support the Democratic nominee unless it's Bill De Blasio. Uh, in which case I might not vote.
2: Wow, that shows you really how bad Blasio
1: is. I mean, I've been in the city for the last five years, you know, eight years. He, he wasn't good, not at all. And frankly, I don't think you can govern by philosophy. I think when you are the mayor, you know, when you're a city council person, you're a member of the House of Representatives, You could you could work on issues. You could have a philosophy. You could try to get your philosophy into law. When you are the executive... You need to pave the roads, you need to keep people safe, you need to pick up the trash, you need to clean the parks,
2: and you need to help people who can't help themselves. Well, that's uh, strike five. He didn't do any of He didn't of do that. any of it. None but of it. on his way out, now let's see uh, how you like this one. He says, we're not going to have a normal gathering in Times Square of like 100,000 strong. We're just going to have a selected 15,000 yeah, and some cardboard cutouts. Because he wants to do that last tangle in yeah, New York City yeah. with Charlene when the ball Stinks, drops. That's right? The only time anybody will be clapping to welcome in the new year and welcome him. Uh, He'll be clapping because it's bye. See you later. Now, is that going to be the definition of a super spreader or what? You it's can su- gather in there at three o'clock in the afternoon. You can't move from three to 12. It's ridiculous. And that's not going to be a super I, I, I'm spreader. I'm
1: sorry. Cancel it, you know, you egomaniac. I'm sorry. Cancel it. And, and let's, you know, also to the producers of Morning Joe. I do not want to wake up seeing that man anymore. I'm tired of seeing him on Morning Joe. I enjoy Morning Joe. I like the back and forth between Joe and Mika and the other people on the show. Well, why
2: do you think he's such a constant presence on that show? He has a lot of ideas. Yeah, but it's like he's got no following. No ability to actually execute those ideas, but he's got a lot of ideas. I understand a lot of ideas. Well, what the hell? He's got no support. There's so many other guests they could go to. What what is there some uh, some quid pro quo going on between Coffee Joe? I don't I don't know Bill I don't know what it is. They just I mean look,
1: he always has something to say. So I guess that makes you a good guest on TV. But. He wasn't a
2: good mayor, so let's let
4: him Lockdown, let's get some distance. Mandates.
1: Let's get some distance between this guy and television
2: for a few years. That's
1: all I'm saying. It ain't just gonna happen. No, you think he's gonna be on a lot?
2: Oh, he's gonna be lens light. Somebody will sign him up as a so called non expert.
1: Yeah, he'll be a contributor somewhere. Maybe Fox. Maybe he'll take my spot. 1 800 848 9222 1 800 848
3: WABC. Terry in Manhattan. Terry!
6: Yes, hello, Mr. Hahn. Why don't you shut up for one second to let Curtis speak? And, Curtis, you're a great politician. More importantly, you're very compassionate, and you know how to deal with people, not like the idiot you're sitting with. Wow, Terry. Wow. That's all I have to say is wow.
1: That's all I have to say about you today.
2: Wow. You understand, Terry. He's all cranked up. He can't talk in his house because he's nominated <laughs> by his wife and his uh, two daughters. I haven't talked to anybody in three days. Right, so when he comes on the <laughs> airwaves, he's got to flex a little bit. You understand, Terry, because he's a Maytag in his own. I house. also have
1: to carry the water for you because you're literally going to be on for another twelve hours today. I gotta, I gotta leave you with some voice, right? I gotta do something <laughs> for two hours. Otherwise, you're gonna be, you're gonna have no hey, voice look, by ten o'clock. WABC,
2: tonight. as John Katzmatidi said when he welcomed me back five days after uh, I lost the election, he said, "Always broadcasting." Curtis.
1: by the way terry you don't tell people to shut up it's very rude okay especially on boxing day
2: how dare you boxing day it's... by the way what the hell is boxing day i think day?
1: it's like a day everybody gets out there and fights it's like festivus but instead of the feats of instead of the feats of strength you Eat each other up. No,
2: no, Festivus is my holiday. That your Festivus. Because I'm like a curmudgeon. Yeah,
1: every day of the year is Festivus for you. The airing of the grievances. one 800 848 and do I
3: have a big one sitting next to you.
0: 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
1: 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa with you till 5. Curtis will be back. At 9 o'clock, go until 1, and then I'll be back again at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, to do the Bernie and Sid show. one 800 Let me go to Gina in Brooklyn. Gina.
6: Hi, good afternoon. I good afternoon, Gina.
1: How are you doing?
6: Very well, but I want to break this to you gently.
3: Go ahead,
1: please. Rick. Please, gently. I be gentle. I agree that woman
6: that calls that used the I word because <laughs> you really did shut that guy up, Cookie. And you said that you don't tell people to shut up, but you use a whole routine to shut but, him up. let me not... ask you
1: this. Can I ask you this question, Gina? Gina, can I ask you a question? No. Yeah. No, Gina, I Gina, Gina, was it not funny? Were you not entertained a little no. bit by it? Just a little bit? Come on, you laughed a little. You're still listening forty five minutes later.
6: Oh, I love Curtis. But, but wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. You didn't find my cookie
2: monster impersonation
6: good? And I want to tell you is that the first time you contradict yourself and I find it annoying. Okay, well, look. Well, I I think,
2: Gina, (laughs) I think that Cookie, who's still listening, is owed an apology by Chris Hahn. Don't you think so, Gina? Let me just apologize
3: to Cookie. I'm sorry I took your phone call and made a mockery of your name. I never met a man named Cookie unless he was in the Navy and was a cook in the Navy. Maybe you were a cook in the Navy. In case you were, thank you for your
2: service and welcome home. How's that? My God. (laughs) You're so carried away. You have had no one to talk to. I at literally old. have
1: been just watching this show on Apple called um, For All Mankind for the last two days. Well, your
2: wife is quarantined because of COVID.
1: Your daughter is quarantined. And, oh, oh, and I watched the greatest Christmas movie ever made.
2: Oh, what is that? Die Hard. No.
1: Die Hard. No. My younger daughter and I watched Die Hard No, no, no. On no. Christmas The, the best
2: Christmas movie of all time. And the star, it turns out the star is not Chevy Chase, it's Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. I, I
1: tried to get them to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with me, too. That is a fantastic and movie. Then they, they, and I agree with you. Randy Quaid steals that Oh, the yeah. Movie. And then yeah.
2: the uh, Christmas story about the You'll kid. Shoot your eye out, kid! Right. Yeah, right the kid growing it. up in Cleveland. That you can't help but watch during Christmas. It's oh, on all the time. That is so good. That is so good. Great movie. Great. Two great And you movies. know who forces me to watch him every Christmas Eve? Because it's the only day that I take off where I just, I don't take calls. I don't do anything. And we were mourning the loss of one of our 17 rescue oh, cats. Oh, sorry, Curtis. The calico cat, Hope. Oh, Hope, so that's my daughter's name. I was really in a bad oh. mood and my wife said, hey, look, we got our tradition coming up. We're going to be on WABC tomorrow for two hours on Christmas, which we do every year to reach all those who are shut-ins. Right. And number two, we're going to watch our two favorite Christmas movies. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly. Mac back to back and a belly to belly. That's right. Chevy Chase and Randy Quay. Yep. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, about National, Chicago, National Amp right? yeah. And then obviously the Christmas story about that kid Ralphie. in Cleveland. Ralphie. Oh, man, it's so good. And you see that's Midwest. That's real Americana. That's not New York and California. Oh, wait, so
1: New York's not real anymore? A guy who's not from Queens? Comes, no, not when so it comes to So this guy Christmas. from Queens who's married to a girl from Bohemia, you, you don't like New York anymore? Look, there's nobody Look,
3: out. I love... New York City is dead. I
1: love New York. It is the greatest city on earth.
2: Oh, you keep saying that. It is. You keep convincing It's the yourself. greatest
1: city on earth, and yeah, we're all going through a tough time right now, but we're going to come back. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. Sure, we will. Two weeks, we'll have a new mayor. And After everybody
2: goes to Texas and Florida and Georgia and North Carolina you know what? and South Those
1: Carolina. Those people who are quitters, who can't make it here, by the way, because if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, but oh, they can't really? make it here.
2: They're
3: giving up.
2: They're giving up on New York because they can't take Let it. Let me ask you. Al Capone couldn't make it here. He had to go to Chicago to be the head of organized he crime. He was a quitter. He
1: was a quitter. What well, can I tell you? Al Capone couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hack it in New York. The mob here in New York was like, hey, man, you're okay. Maybe you'll be a capo, but you ain't going to be a boss in New York. And he went to Chicago for more opportunity to maybe climb the ladder a little bit, to be in
2: charge. I mean, just, uh, you, keep, you keep believing that propaganda. I, I, look. Uh,
1: we're, here we are.
2: What is that? We're, butch on, Cassidy. we're on the biggest signal in New York City. Right, but Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You keep believing that, they, Butch. They, they, you butch, keep believing there's that, There's another guy who
1: couldn't make it on the East Coast. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Leroy, with you till 5...
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
1: 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Happy Boxing Day to everybody in Canada. No, no,
2: it's in- interesting you've mentioned that a few times and for the first time in 30 years of broadcasting nobody has mentioned that they celebrated the night of the seven fishes an italian tradition i would be doing Christmas it Eve. I, I would be
1: doing it because i love first of all i love shellfish uh but my wife hates it my mother hates it i don't i don't get it i'm from an italian family where people don't like shellfish
2: yeah but at least the my shellfish i mean there's seven different fishes and it's the first time I've ever conducted Did you do the seven fishes? Uh this time no. No. No, but normally I would have had the night of the seven fishes, if nothing more, just a can of sardines and <laughs> naturally anchovies. My little favorite.
1: anchovies on a pizza, little anchovies,
2: you know. right? And sardines. Yeah, two out of you the, do seven. the two
1: fishes. The night of you have two seven pieces of sardine.
2: One And you know my cats love the they sardines. love it. They, they, get love the the sardines. they get the leftovers.
1: They get the leftovers. One 9222 That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Carol out in Queens.
6: Carol, how you doing? Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. I have great. your box. Oh, good. <laughs> I have your boxing day information. Go ahead. Um, it's, it's an old, um, tradition in England. They always used to have Christmas Eve with their families. And on Christmas Day, they get behind their horse and carriage and drive out. And their boxed gifts that they have for everybody else will be in the carriage and they drop them off and celebrate as they go along.
2: Ah no, no, no. You couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. No, right you though. think she's right or wrong? I've been in Canada for Boxing Day. Uh that's not it. No? That that's from the patrician standpoint. Yeah, I thought it was from I the monarchy standpoint. No no no. Uh well let's see if somebody else let's knows the I... actual origin. It has more to do with a saint and more to do with helping the poor and the indigent. Mm, maybe that's a good thing. Felicia in West Village, tell us.
6: Hello. Hello. Hi. The origin of Boxing Day is that when the wealthy people in England got their presents on Christmas Eve, the next day, which is the day after Christmas, they would box up their presents that they didn't want and give the presents that they didn't want. To the poor
2: ah. in buck No, they didn't regift it. They presents. didn't regift. They didn't re-gift. No, no, yeah. no. They're close. He's close. He's close, but, but no cigar. Closer. It has to do with a saint. His last name begins with an S. How many clues do I have to give our audience? She's proving there are not that many Episcopalians, Anglicans, yeah, Church of England I am not. Out there. I'm
1: thinking you're St. Sylvester? Let me ask you a question. St. Sylvester? Uh,
2: you saw all the Roman yeah. Catholic churches were open for Christmas yes, Eve. Yes, they mass, were. Uh, And obviously Christmas Day. Uh, all the Protestant churches, most of them, the Episcopalians, the wannabe Catholics, they were all closed. The cathedral on 110th Street, St. that closed. What, did you do
1: a survey? You yes, went around?
2: Yes, because I'm fascinated at the fact that Episcopalians want to be Catholic, say we're Protestant, but we're closer to being Catholics. It's like, make up your mind. What are you? Meantime, you close the doors, and it's a red door. The Episcopalians have the red door. Yep. It's like Elizabeth Arden, you know, the spa, you know, with the red door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why a red door? Why a red hat? Why a red beret? Why do people put
1: colors on anything? I well, think black nothing and white.
2: do with Boxer's Day in Canada. That's you sure? Right. The, the Are you national sure? color. Are
1: you sure those berets that you have weren't some rich guy's gift that he regifted to you when you were a poor kid working in the Bronx?
2: Now, you see, we could have asked people about the night of the Seven fishes; They would have nailed it. They would have but nailed when it. we ask them about Boxer's Day, they're a dollar short and a day late.
1: People don't know. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Richard in NYC. Richard.
5: I'm here. Thank you.
1: Who am I speaking with, please? Uh, you're on the radio. Oh, that's 50, good. 50,000 watts to... piercing through the veins of every New Yorker right now, waiting on your every word, Richard.
4: All right. Well, I want to wish myself a wonderful continued year.
5: And then next year, the same. And anybody near and dear to me, I extend that. Wish, but me first.
1: <laughs> well, you must be a Republican then. Well, me first. What does that have to do me
5: with me first? Political affiliation.
1: That is that is literally the expression expression of Republicanism. I'm not going to get a vaccine.
2: Me first. Oh man, you are too much. <laughs> I don't get it for me. I get it for you. So every <laughs> uh, Republicans are selfish. Yes. And Democrats are socialists. They want to share everybody's wealth, right? I don't know if they want to share everybody's wealth, but they want to spread the wealth Not around. Not their wealth, but well, everybody else's wealth. Spread it wealth. around, baby.
1: one 800 848 one 800 wabc George in Rockland. George. George.
4: Yeah, i hear. here. Hey,
1: you're on the air.
4: All right. So, listen, first, before I go anywhere, I'd like to express my condolences to the loss in Saliva's family, his cat. Uh, it's the only redeeming thing that I can think about, Saliva. What? I think, you, I think you nailed it on the head. He's a clown. That's why he didn't make it on the election. He'll never make it anywhere, okay? Any place but... The George, region. George,
1: George. First of all, it takes guts to put your name on the ballot, okay? Now... I don't agree with Curtis politically, but I'm not going to call him a clown for getting out there and trying. I'm sorry. That's what makes America great. People going out there saying, vote for me. Here's my ideas, putting themselves on the line. I've done it. I've won. I've lost. Uh, you know, I've lost personally. I've won when I work for other people, but it, it is hard and it is a hard thing to do. So I'm not going to call my partner a clown for that. He's a clown for a lot of other reasons, but not for that. <laughs> sorry.
4: Well, I like, to, I like to tell this much of it. He came to Rockland once. I heard him in person, and believe me, okay, he is a clown, okay? I don't care what people think about him. I saw him in person, and the way he addresses the people, he's a clown.
1: Okay. Well, I don't get it. Like, why are people just being mean today? No, it's no, it's okay. Christmas. It's Boxing. Day. I got day, one that's guy. Right. It's Boxers Day, not Boxing <laughs> he Day. He thinks he's,
2: he's going to punch he's my like, schnoz got right got down my throat. I got people calling
1: telling me to drop dead. I got people calling telling you to drop dead. How about people? How about this, America? If you're calling into our show today, say one nice thing about somebody before you go ranting. It
2: doesn't have to be about me or Curtis. Just say something nice. Well, you know, it's interesting. All through the general campaign for the mayoralty, Eric Adams was calling me a racist, a buffoon, a clown. Then once he uh, declared victory, he goes, "Oh, I've known Curtis for forty years. He's a great guy. Yeah. We're going to work together." But that's the way it happens, right? That's politics. Oh, oh, am I a racist? No, I just said that because I had to say that in the general election. I'll tell you,
1: it's funny. The first time I ever ran for office, I was very young. I was like twenty-two years old, and I ran in a knockdown, dragout fight because I wound up. I was supposed to run against a twenty-year incumbent who dropped dead. I wound up running against her son, and it was a drop down bang it out, fight. I actually wound up feeling bad for him. The guy's mother died, and then like 60 days later. Wow, why
2: didn't you drop out, man? Come on. I
1: thought I was called by Chris, God. Just wait a
2: second. I the thought fa- I was called the, by God. The father dies, the mother the dies. The mother dies. Why so, didn't you just drop out? Well, why did he take it? You know, I mean, it's like I'm
1: running against... This is the thing. This is my problem with Andrew Giuliani. I'm running against this guy, unqualified guy. I'm beating him up in these, in these
2: debates. I mean, pounding yeah, him. But don't you realize He winds up
1: winning is- by... He wins by 400
2: I understand, but his mother and father died. You had no chance after that. Well, his father
1: died years ago. I understand, but 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 still. Yeah. Well, he was older. Uh, But afterwards, I went. I bought a bottle of champagne, went over to his house, said, hey, congratulations. What can I do to help you? Guy, and him and I became friends for years, still friends to this day. Because I think in America, you you could have that knock down, drag out political fight.
2: But at the end... When you lose, but that was in a primary, accept, right? No, it was it
1: no, it was a general oh, election. So the Republican. It was a Republican. Oh yeah. wow! General election, and, and it was a knockdown drag. I up. I was supposed to run in November. We wound up running in August because the mother dropped dead in May, and they had a rule in Suffolk County that you had to run within a certain amount of time to fill the vacant seat. So we ran in that knockdown dragout, and when I lost.
2: I went over to him. I said, The only Republican friend you ever had. I got a lot of Republican friends. Yeah, but they keep it on the QT. They do. They keep it on.
1: I'm like like, uh, Sheriff Bart. Well, remember. I'm like Sheriff Bart in Blazing Saddle. Remember, we have a commitment.
2: We have a commitment since I'm teaming up with Rudy to support his son, Andrew. And we're starting in Staten Island, settling all scores and going to Suffolk County, the house of Lee Zeldin, where he's strong. You're going to host us out there, right? When we're campaigning campaign. I'm not,
1: not going to host you like for a campaign, but I will bring you to get some Vietnamese well, food.
2: We're going to show the bipartisan we'll, we way. We will sit
1: down and we will have a photo op with me, you, and Rudy. I don't know if I want Andrew or No, any.
2: come on. <laughs> He's the candidate. Hey, come on, candidate. Give me a
3: break. What candidate?
2: You what mean, candidate? How are you showing a bipartisan spirit? Have you spirit? met Andrew Giuliani? Hell yes. <laughs> come on. We've all I seen him. I remember him when he was a kid.
1: I saw his introduction. Was he standing outside of a Wendy's on the freeway? <laughs>
2: Wait, wait, All you right, you'll you be surprised. All
1: right, I'll have a conversation with him. Maybe he'll yeah, impress
2: me. You keep pitching for Tom Swazi, Pretty Boy Swazze, and I'll keep pitching for Andrew Giuliani.
1: And <laughs> yeah, Let me tell you something. If it's between those two, it's going to be a walk. It's going to be a bloodbath. Swazi's going to win in a, in a heartbeat. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Chris on Long Island.
4: Great name from a great place. You got that right, Chris. You know what? I guess I'll, I'll have to say something nice about somebody, and that somebody is going to be you. because uh, I used to dislike you six years ago when I first saw you on TV. uh, That's when I got into politics. But since you're from Long Island and since you got the cojones to go on the air with Curtis, you're probably actually boosting the ratings of WAV2. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, as far as boxing... Chris, games, could you do
1: me a favor? Could you just write that down and send it to John Katsimatidis, <laughs> care of WABC, New York, yeah, New York. Yeah, Xerox it a few yeah. times, too. Xerox it. Post it on the internet.
4: <laughs> I, I rarely write things down. Like, the last time I wrote something down and stuck it on my refrigerator or sent it to anybody, there was a picture of Tucker Carlson saying the very thing they accuse us of doing, they are guilty of doing themselves. Mm. And uh, I put that on the refrigerator because my mom and dad are staunch Democrats. they drank the kool-aid they begged me to uh, vote for hillary clinton in 2016 and that's actually when i got into politics and and actually started watching things and learning things it's such a an amorphous being dc swamp politics right all right
1: all right so good tell me more what else you got on your mind
4: oh well i thought boxing day was a, a strictly canadian holiday and uh it's when the bosses switch places with their employees I have not Mer- heard that. Mer- 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 you couldn't
2: that. be more hopelessly wrong. First off, it came Isn't out of Isn't that the Sadie Hawking's day? U- That's right. It came yeah. out of the UK because, uh, and it spread to all the Commonwealth countries, Canada being one, Australia, some of the other right, right, It has to do with giving alms to the poor the day after Christmas so that if Santa Claus was good to you, St. Nicholas... Oh, Yeah. But if you said with an S. That's right. If he was good to you. You're you're counting the saint as part of his name. Then your job was to go into church and put in the alms box your contribution to the poor in honor of which saint? Saint Stephen. Saint Stephen. The Protestant saint. You, ah. you know, they don't they don't value saints the way Catholics do. All right,
1: all right. 1 all 848 9222. They don't
2: pray to saints. They don't pray to uh, uh, Holy Mother Mary, Lady of Guadalupe they just pray to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, that's true. So you got to know your differentiation. I guess, you
1: know, one man's fairy tale is another man's non-fairy tale. Whatever. They they have different versions of the same thing. one 800 Kurt
2: Woodbridge. Kurt. Hey, Curtis. How you doing? Fellow Episcopalian. <laughs> Wait a second. What do you um, mean fellow? I'm not an Episcopalian. Episcopalian. No no no. Episcopalians are wanna be Catholics. They say we're no, Protestants, no, no, no. but no, we're no, no. closer to the Catholics. I think he said Episcopalian. Oh Episcopalian. Okay. So that means a fish eating Italian? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the knight of the seven fishes. Yes. Good, Kurt. My uh, my apologies. Uh you're right. Somebody once asked me if I was
4: uh, religious. I said, hell no, I'm Episcopalian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's the easy pass. They don't have to carry rosary. They don't have to worship saints or the Blessed Virgin Mother Mary. They don't believe in purgatory. It's the easy pass, whereas if you're a Catholic, you get to, uh, you got to do some heavy Well, there's a there, lot Kurt. to do
1: to be a Catholic, which is why most Confession. people are lapsed. You don't,
2: right, Kurt? You don't have to confess in the Episcopalian faith, whereas in the Roman Catholic faith... You have to spend a month of Saturdays trying to find a priest to confess to.
1: Well, now, let me ask you this. Do you consider the five hours a night you do on the radio confessional?
2: No, it's not a confessional. It's cathartic for me. Cathartic, not confessional. Exactly, cathartic. (laughs)
1: 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Joe in Jersey.
4: Hey, Curtis. I want to compliment you on making me a better person.
2: Wow, how did I do that, Chusep?
4: Because growing up, I grew up in an Italian household around those uh, crooked-nosed people. My and- you
2: see, Chris, you purposely discon- disconnect. I did not disconnect him the phone company. No, man. no, you worked on the Dischronificator. It's funny. The guy wanted to praise the me. The guys who
1: praise have bad connections. The guys who want to yell at us, like I'm going to take another guy who probably wants to yell at me, their, their connections are going to be crystal clear.
2: There it was, Joe was going to snore me. Yeah. Uh, and you disconnected He was going to vet you and say such nice things. Meantime, you were pimp slapping down poor Cookie there, who still hasn't Cookie.
3: recovered from that. Cookie, I hope you're having a good Sunday.
1: 1-800-848-9222. one 848 wabc Anthony on Long
5: Island. Anthony. Hey, how are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
5: Curtis. I'm doing well, Chris. I want to thank you for your views and... Uh, even just for being on the radio on 77, I mean, to, to, to listen to your side of it is priceless. I got to be honest. <laughs> but I do listen to CNN and all that. But Curtis, we met over the summer in May at MS Peak. I don't know if you remember my son, Lorenzo. Um, he was the only kid there on the water there. But anyway, um, Chris, I got to ask you a question. I mean, the guy was thanking himself and, you know, saying that he wished good riddance. Well, what did he say before? I forgot what the guy said about uh saying that he he wishes himself uh, good fortune for the new year,
2: right? Yeah, the guy from the West And nobody else, he said.
1: He wants good fortune for him and nobody else. It's like that candidate. It's like that that comedy show where the guy was like, God bless America and no one else.
5: (laughs) It was that candidate.
1: Oh, it was in uh, Head of State with Chris Rock.
5: Great movie. Right. But we didn't want to make it political, right? I mean, that wasn't fair.
2: Oh, well, it wasn't fair. Yeah, no, you need to apologize to that guy. No, too, I don't apologize.
1: I only apologize as Cookie Monster. Wait, wait, wait <laughs> Why
2: don't you just do your mea copas? It's the day after Christmas. Uh, you, you've been, uh, unfortunately, boxed in on Boxer's Day. Boxed in on Boxing Day. Your whole family is quarantined as a result of COVID positive tests. So you're taking your frustration out on our callers. I'm taking nothing out on our our callers. I love our callers. And I appreciate our callers. Problem
3: is, don't I don't you. agree
1: with them, especially when they say what a jerk I am most of the time.
3: I
2: don't even agree with them when they called you a jerk. Look, I they, defended you today. If they did a <laughs> test on that, it would come out positive every time. Yeah. calling you a jerk. Problem
1: is, you can't get those tests anywhere. <laughs> There's lines around the block <laughs> for hey, tests. WABC,
2: on, uh, <laughs> they'll give you a quick test.
1: Uh, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 1 800 848 9222. 1
1: 848 WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa with you till 5 o'clock. Curtis will be back at 9. Going from 9 to 1 a.m., and then again from 6 a.m. to 10, filling in for Bernie and Sid with Russ Salzberg.
2: Yeah, and for the first time in 30 years of talk radio, no one, no one in advance of Christmas uh, talked about the Night of the Seven Fishes and Italian American tradition I am on shocked. Christmas Eve. I'm shocked. Let's go to Mimi on Long Island. Maybe she wants to talk about it. Mimi.
6: Hi, Via. How are you? I'm and do-
5: happy Merry Christmas, and God bless everybody.
1: God bless you, Mimi.
5: Thank you. So I just want, Chris, you're very fortunate to be in the good graces. I just want to say this of Curtis, because Curtis rocks. And we have great tolerance for you because you're a good man. But Curtis really knows his stuff. And in fact, uh, as a kid riding the subways in the city, I'm in my late 60s. Whenever I would see the Red Berets, I knew that I was in safekeeping and that I would get to my destination. I'm ready to cry. Now, wait a minute, Mimi.
1: Wait a minute, because I'm trying to ascertain the correct age of Curtis Lee he says he's in his 60s. But you're saying as a child and that you're in your 60s, you would see these red berets on the subway. Is that correct?
5: When you were 14 years old riding a subway, you were a child, but you knew that you were safe. Because you would see the red berets. Don't try that now. If they're not around, don't even think about getting on a subway. Yeah,
2: you disparage uh, our caller Mimi's memory. No,
5: no, no.
1: I'm just trying. You weren't even birthed. I'm questioning questioning you you about lying about your age, You were birthed. I'm saying that you are lying about your age. That you are older than I'm you think 67. you I'm 67.
2: Okay, 67. March 26, 1954. <laughs> All right. I don't, I,
1: I, they didn't tell me to be math in this job. I'm not going to add that up right now. Yeah, eh? please. Math. They better pay me a lot more or get somebody else because they don't want me doing math here. <laughs> Mimi, what else is on your mind?
5: So here's what else. here's what else. I, this is condolences about your kitty cat. I'm so sorry. I listened to the show yesterday with thank you, you and Nancy. Thank you. You're welcome. And I mean that sincerely. I do have a question because I tried to call yesterday, Curtis, and this is what I'd like to ask. Um, animals are seen as property. Okay. They're in New York state, their property. So if, if they're, um, if they're mistreated, abused, um, rescued, whatever, like if somebody does a good deed, like myself, I'm going to tell you a very quick story. I rescued a dog three years ago, was running around in 93 degree heat, was arrested in a rescue because the woman who let a dog off her property that she was babysitting had me arrested because she claimed that I Rob the dog off her property. I was in a rescue bringing the dog there. No, no, well, that, Mimi, was...
2: Mimi, that's definitely a problem. But this leads me to a discussion with you about your two dogs. Yeah. Uh, when it's 93 degrees out, dogs want to go swimming. They do. Do your particular dogs love to swim?
1: My dogs want to swim whether it's 92 degrees or negative 20 degrees. <laughs> That's the problem with these dogs. Yeah, but dogs. wait a
2: second. They're golden They're golden retrievers. retrievers, yeah,
1: they love to swim. Golden retrievers. But but how do they get dry? They to- don't get dry. That's the. This is a problem. This is a major dilemma I have right now. I have two dogs that love to swim, and I live about a hundred yards from the beach. So if I take them for a walk on the beach and let them off the off the leash, they will automatically go swimming. And in the summer, no big deal. I hose them off. I leave them outside. They dry off in an hour or two. In the winter, I got to dry them off. Now I have microfiber towels that does part of the job, but then they're still wet for like and there's hours. And smell. They get smelly. You got to yep. wash them. You got to, I use Johnson's baby shampoo. Oh, baby shampoo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I think it, it, it's a nice smell. It, it doesn't hurt them. And I yeah, put but it no, on. No, 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 no.
2: That's a real problem. A huge the problem. The moment they see water, they want to run they, and take a I, dive into the Long Island South. I just
1: don't know how to dry them off. I'll bring them home. I'll put them in the shower. I'll clean them up.
2: What it's about a dryer. Hair dryer you
1: know? I, I have sat there with two hair dryers <laughs> on these dogs
2: <laughs> for hours. It would take like an hour to dry one well, maybe, dog. Well, maybe some of our listeners have a remedy for you because that's a problem. Golden it's a huge, Retrievers. It's a huge I need to get like, I was thinking like I brought my
1: car through the car wash on the way into the city today. You know how those huge, huge oh, dryers to sure, sure, dryers. Sure, sure. I was thinking about getting one of those. I just don't know where now, I, I put Now, hopefully
2: you tip the illegal aliens who are drying your car off well. <laughs>
1: I just go through. It's a it's a thing.
5: I, oh, I have a membership. Oh, I just I go right oh, through. Yeah. I tip you, them once a year. You ignore all There's the illegal There's no people. Aliens. It's
3: like an automated car oh, wash. Oh, you're depriving <laughs> illegal aliens to work. It is an automated
1: car wash. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. If you want to be part of the national conversation, give us a call. Lee in Brooklyn. Lee. Uh, hi. Um,
5: I was just wondering, you had this problem, Chris, with the... Uh, Andrew Giuliani uh, using his father's name. I'm just wondering about Andrew Cuomo. Was he not elected using his father's name? Well,
1: good point. Yes, he definitely was. But prior to being governor of the state of New York, he was attorney general of the state of New York. He was an official in the Clinton administration. He was the head of HUD. He actually worked for Mario Cuomo in a very significant role when Mario Cuomo was governor. So he had some experience. When Rudy Giuliani was mayor of New York City... Andrew Cuomo was a child. He was, He. I don't even think he was a teenager when the mayor stopped being mayor.
2: No, no, wait a second. Let's get this straight. So Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son right. of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo First, sits down in the Queens County Democratic office on Austin Street in Forest Hills. Uh, it's the runoff for the mayoralty between Ed Koch and uh, his father, uh, Mario Cuomo. Yep. Uh, Koch is pulling away because he's pro-death penalty and naturally Mario would never be pro-death penalty. Right.
1: Because he's a Catholic.
2: So Andrew Cuomo says, Dad, unless we attack Koch on his sexuality, you're going to lose. Uh, I've got the signs ready. Vote for Cuomo, not to Homo. Yeah, Mario horrible. gave the thumbs up. They spread all throughout the city. All of a sudden, uh, uh, Koch's numbers plummeted. And then David Garth, his campaign manager, said, I'm going to save your candidacy. Called Bess Meyerson, the Jew- first Jewish Miss American, said, you're you're going to be lip-locking with Ed Koch the rest of the <laughs> way and promise that if he's elected mayor, you- you'll marry him in Gracie Mansion. They used technology. They bamboozled their way into Gracie Mansion. But Andrew right, oh, the great liberal, the great progressive. The biggest homophobe ever. And you would rather exalt Andrew Cuomo than Andrew Giuliani. I'm not exalting either of them. What makes you think that I'm exalting either of them? I do not
1: like. I, first of all, I don't like that Andrew Cuomo rose to the top because of his father. I don't now like that at all. Let me ask you a question.
2: Since you live nearby but not exactly there, if you were summoned to the Cuomo compound of Fredo out in Long Island in Southampton where Andrew uh, is sailing his yacht with El Capitan, his, <laughs> his husky, yeah. Would you come and have a sit down with the Como's? No. What I'm is am done that? with them. Done. Done. Persona non grata.
1: I'm not saying persona non grata. I mean, if I ever saw them, you know, years from now, I'd have a drink with them. But I'm not going out there to help them figure out how to get back into the game.
2: Now, how about this? By the way, the only way you,
1: you have a meeting with me politically on Long Island is because you want my advice on Long Island.
2: All right. So how about this? You've already invited me, Andrew, and Rudy out to Suffolk when we come and actually take Lee Zeldin's district in the gubernatorial uh, Republican primary. I don't primary. Think you're going <laughs> to. Why don't you invite both Cuomos, who are long-term friends, of Giuliani. I would have them for Poe, for sure. Wouldn't this be great? They want to get some Vietnamese Poe with me out in Stonebrook. I'd love homes,
1: it. Both Giuliani's. First of all, I'm trying to turn everybody onto this Vietnamese place. It's so good, I want it to last.
2: You don't even know the name of the place. I can't
1: remember the name of it. I think it's just called
2: Vietnamese Poe. Are you sure you weren't doing <laughs> puff puff fast? No, uh, no I don't do a... drugs of, of any kind. You keep promoting a Vietnamese restaurant that you don't even know the name of. I'm pretty sure it's called Vietnamese Poe. Was it the Ho Chi Minh restaurant? No. The Viet Cong restaurant?
3: No,
1: no. But I'll tell you, it's fantastic. It's, you know, it's unique. I was kicking myself for not having tried Vietnamese sooner in my life, which is why I'm so into this place right now. It's like, come on.
2: Anyway. That says so much that you would be spending so much time promoting a restaurant and you don't even remember the name.
1: Look it up, America. It's in Stony Brook. One By the <laughs> way, they better give me a free
2: bowl or something
1: next time I'm there. I mean, oh, man. look at it, Schnorr, free product. That's what it is. I mean, I'm product it. I mean, maybe give me something with your name on it. What so a schnorer what is. you are. One 848 one eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. Paul in the Bronx.
5: Hi. Uh,
4: good evening, gentlemen. I uh worked with Eric Adams with the New- and while with the New York City Transit Police. I had a front row seat to his uh, race hustling and uh, racial antics, to what he had done to Le- that Le- Le- LeBron was absolutely unconscionable. Uh, you needed to foil his New York City Transit Police records from the New York City Transit Authority. That wasn't done. My issue with Eric Adams particularly is that he wants to close Rikers Island, as does your boy, John Casamitidis, who's a billionaire real estate developer. And uh, what's the quid pro quo going to be?
2: Nah, well, wait a second, Uh, Paul. I don't know that John wanted to close Rikers Island. I I never heard him say that. But by the way, uh, we did foil for those records. Uh, Eric Adams, the candidate, only released partial records of his 22 years of service in the NYPD. Not the time he was with the transit police, which was like about 12 of the 22 years. Uh, we'd still like to know what was in his service record there. He he just won't release it in the NYPD, won't release it. But it's a fait accompli. He's the mayor. Uh, hopefully he'll do what he says he's going to do. And because he was a transit cop, uh, my advice to Eric Adams is flood the subways with cops because they're not there. If people actually see cops in the subways, you'll already be leagues ahead of Comrade Bill de Blasio. There, I have a feeling he's going to do just that. I, uh, You know,
1: flood the co- flood the, the subways with cops. Do some better lighting and some other, you know, s- some other surveillance well, this, this down This is going to be
2: the litmus test. Will he remove the homeless and emotionally disturbed from the subways? The civil libertarians would say that they have a right to be there. That, yeah, they they can leave if they're willing to leave. But if they say no, you have to leave them there. And I totally disagree with that. That's not what the Bloomberg administration did. That's not what... There is a sweet spot between
1: Bloomberg and de Blasio. I don't know where it lands, where you're going to get a respect for the rights of people, but you're also going to get a respect for public safety and decorum. And I hope that Eric Adams can find that sweet spot. It's difficult. It's not easy for somebody to do. But there's got to be a balance between, you know, stop and frisk everybody out there and de Blasio just letting everybody do it. Well,
2: the, his remedy, as you know, during the campaign is he says he wants to house them in all these empty hotels, of which they're going to be more empty hotels because more of them are going bankrupt because people are not coming to New York City. They're not renting rooms.
3: Well,
1: people aren't coming to New York City because of COVID, and that's – COVID is ending. I mean, you know, I mean, well, barring what's happening well, right, right now, right, everybody's yeah. got COVID. But yeah. if everybody
2: gets COVID
3: this Hold month, on it'll be over next month. <laughs> Hold
2: on a second. This is New York City, where there's fear, fright, hysteria, and hype every time there's an uptick in positive tests of COVID. Nobody has died. The hospitals are not overwhelmed. right? But we're getting knocked on our keister again. We've got to
1: figure something out here, Right. We can't just drop everything because there's an uptick, especially in New York where 90% of the people here are vaccinated.
2: Yeah, but they're already talking about having virtual classes no. now when the kids return to school. Let me
1: let me explain to you right now, Mr. Mayor, if you're listening, Mr. Mayor-elect, if you're mis- listening, if your buddy de Blasio, you're not your buddy, the, the, the stooge that's running the city right now, decides in the last four days of his administration to say we're going to go virtual, you undo that. You go on TV that night. And say you're not respecting that decision because he will not be mayor on January 3rd when the kids go back to school. So that is your decision and your decision alone. And no, kids need to be in school. We can do it safely. We're doing it safely out of Long Island. I mean, we've been doing it great where I live for a year and a half.
2: Yeah, but you see, you don't have a UFT out there run by Michael Mulgrew. They're the shot callers of the Department of Education. Work
1: it out. Work it out, Mr. Mayor. You cannot
2: have the kids at home. You basically have to say, show up in school like they have in other school districts or lose your freaking job. Right. You got to show up or lose your job. He's not going to say that. Uh, he's going to have to do something. You cannot have a situation where
1: the kids are at home. It will doom your mayoralty from Well, they'll the become
2: very adept at playing uh, Roadblock, uh, very adept at playing Fortnite, very adept at gaming. You know, how do you, how do you,
1: now, how do you know of all these games? Is, your, is my your, son. Wife, your wife doing this? No, no, no. no all oh, three of son. my sons. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, your wife doesn't play Fortnite nah, or Candy nah, Crush nah, or No, no, no.
2: She's a little too old for that.
3: <laughs> a little bit.
2: Anyway, Anthony, Carter, Hunter, uh, when they were getting their virtual training at home because they all three went to public schools in New York City, uh, that's all they spent their time doing was yeah. gaming.
1: Yeah, well, gaming is very popular among youth, but we cannot have them sitting at home no, this is the not problem. learning.
2: Last week, Sunday New York Times, and I know you devour the Sunday Times, including the letters to well, the editor. Well, most of it, yeah. Uh, they had the big piece about how kids are so enthralled with gaming that they're not going outside, like in Long Island, to play lacrosse or soccer or I, other sport I, I, games.
1: I, I got to tell you, I don't believe that because they used to say that about my generation. Oh, no, I do. I don't know, one 800 848 1-800-848-WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king, Curtis Sliwa, in the left corner. The aggressive, progressive, Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest on New York's News and Talk Station. 77 WABC.
1: one 800 848 That's 1-800-848-WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Sliwa. With you till five o'clock. Curtis will be back at nine, going all the way to one, and then he'll be back again, uh, six a.m. filling in for Bernie and Sid with Russ Salzberg. So, Very
2: good. You have the lineup down, Pat. I, you
1: know, look, I got to know what you're doing, you know. Otherwise... And then in
2: between, remember, you got Frank Morano, the Mama Luke, uh, the other side of midnight from <laughs> one him to him a five. Mama Luke. Why is he a Mama Luke? He's a Mama Luke. He doesn't live at home. No, no, no. But he might as well. He's got a baby now. He's a man. Yeah, he's, he's a man. 16-pound baby. would act baby. like a man. Carmine. 16-pound and, you know, I would call child welfare and diapers on him. He has him listening at such a tender age to talk radio.
1: Well, like I said, he's going to live in Staten Island. He's got to listen to you so he understands the language there in Staten Island. You know, Frank doesn't necessarily speak Staten Islandese, even though he's from Staten Island. <laughs> so he wants the kid to have a head start going to school That's there.
2: true. I sound more like I'm from Staten Island than Frank Yeah, does. Frank sounds like he's from Long Island. Uh, <laughs> and maybe
1: he went to some college and learned how to speak correctly, like me. Like, I'm a Long well, Islander. Yeah, I, believe, I got a
2: Long Island accent. I believe but he met his wife in Long She used to write for Newsday. Rachel was, if I remember correctly, a reporter for Long Island Newsday. That's where he met Rachel.
1: And how did he get her to move to Staten Island? I mean that he must be some lover because I have friends, good good friends, who moved to Staten Island. Like, oh, nice knowing you. <laughs> I don't know, you I, know.
2: People are suggesting I move to Staten Island. Yeah, I won seventy percent of the vote. Yeah, yeah well, you should.
1: You should move to Staten Island and run for something there. I mean, you know, get your start. Oh, that might be a place you could do okay in. I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's you know, New York City might not be for you or the state. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Suzanne. On Long Island. Suzanne, let me just ask you, like, if you were dating a guy and he moved to Staten Island, you wouldn't join him,
3: right? No way. Exactly.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Not from Long Island, that's for sure. (laughs) No way.
1: No way. So what's on your mind, Suzanne?
6: Well, Chris, I wanted to tell you that I really couldn't stand you on Fox. I mean, I really, like, had a hatred whenever I would see you. But my New Year's resolution now is not to hate people that I don't agree with. Me
1: too. That's my New Year's I have it every year. I make it every year.
6: What is going on with us? I mean, we just can't even have a civil conversation anymore. We don't agree. It's okay not to agree.
1: Suzanne, that is what Curtis and I are going to try to do in 2022. We are going to try to bring a civil conversation not only to New York, but to the entire country. To get people listening and understand that, you know, look, Curtis and I don't agree on anything, but I love Curtis. Curtis, I think, respects me. I don't know if he loves me. Uh, But it's, you know, we we like each other. I like you. You don't, you know, we don't always have to agree. That's what America is about. You know, we disagree, but we all have more in common than we don't.
6: Right. We've lost our civility. There's no civility anymore. And, and that's what's so harmful because we're so divided on so many different issues. And, you know, the media just makes it worse by not telling the truth. I mean, I have to tell you, just with this COVID thing, I had COVID and I, I got my antibodies checked every two months to make sure I had antibodies. And then my doctor said, you know what? There's an uptick. Get yourself one shot. Do it. You know, you know you have antibodies. This is what the science says. But just to make yourself... You know, it's like a booster. It would be a booster to you because you have antibodies. I always
1: tell people talk to your doctor. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Tucker. Don't listen to anybody. Talk to your doctor.
2: Yeah, but you do realize doctors disagree with one another. Not many. Talk to your doctor, right? So I, Suzanne I understand Suzanne that, talked to her doctor. You know, she this, didn't talk to this some this, nameless concept, though, that doctors are all in agreement. That's why you get a second opinion and a third opinion because why, they're often at odds but with But like one if another. you broke your toe. You would go to your doctor. Well, not Aaron Rodgers. He I went to know. Joe Rogan. Yeah,
1: Joe, he went, to, he didn't go for his hey, toe. look, he no. keeps winning. Trust right? me. He yeah, keeps he looked, winning with he, a broken toe. He looked pretty damn good yesterday. I, it drives me nuts because I love him. By the hand. way,
2: did he ever get vaccinated?
1: We'll never know, Curtis. No, we'll but never, think of that. If he shows up as the host of Jeopardy, we'll know he vaccinated. I know,
2: vaccinated. but think of it. We never found out. If he actually got vaccinated. He won't tell us. He's keeping it a secret for some reason. Well, you would think the NFL would tell us, you right? You would
1: think. One, the NFL is now taking But see, a, he's winning now. The NFL is taking a don't ask, don't tell approach. Right. In if, fact, they're if, not even testing if, anymore. If he, like, was, yeah. if he was
2: losing, they'd force him
1: into oh, early retirement. done. one
4: 800
1: 848 in Brooklyn. Stew.
4: Hey, Chris. Good to hear your voice again. Even though I completely... Uh, float my stick politically in the opposite direction it's called a job construction job site heater a good one will put out tremendous amount of heat put the dogs in the garage where the moose turn the heater on and they'll be dry in about an hour an
1: hour i need something that dries them in like 10 minutes
4: <laughs> wow an
2: hour it's a long Stu, time. The, the poor dogs will be dried out. They'll need IV. And they will destroy my garage. <laughs> I would have to build. i have to build walls
1: in the garage to keep them away from the stuff in the garage and the car.
2: Hour for a golden retriever
1: to get dry? Stu, golden yeah. golden retrievers are a, are what they call a sporting breed, right? So they'll run, 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 and then they'll crash. And then they'll crash, and then they'll wake up, and they'll run, 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 run. If you get them in the run, 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 run mode in the wrong part of the house, it's the end of that part of the house. It's just, it's crazy.
2: I, I, now, you, do they go chasing things?
1: They chase things. They chase each other. They, it's, they're it's they great dogs. So
2: it'll be like a greyhound chasing uh, that uh, furry little rabbit they're around the track. They're
1: not fast, per se. Huh. They're not fast. I did actually just uh, order a, a running leash. I'm going to bring my small, my younger one running. My older one didn't like running. She would run with me, and then like, you know, quarter mile and she just stop. My little one always wants to run. So I, I, I ordered a leash that you wrap around your waist and it's kind of like on a bungee cord you attach
2: to the dog. Now, will you have to slow down or, or you think that the dog will try to outrun you? I
1: think that we'll see how she does. We'll see how she does. I'm going to start her out, you know, a nice flat surface. Wouldn't
2: someplace. it be great if the dog ended up dragging you on that flat surface? Uh... We would love it so much. <laughs> we would love it so much, Chris. By the
1: way, what was the reference to float my stick? <laughs> I
3: don't get that, man. I
2: mean, <laughs> your, uh, my the, politics has, a, your politics doesn't float my stick. It's a double entendre. Yeah, yeah. yeah float you figure my it out. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's got two meanings.
1: <laughs> Definitely. One 9222 One 848 eight W A B C. Eric in Manhattan been holding on almost the entire show. Eric, how you doing?
5: Hey, I'm okay. Thanks, uh, and thanks for coming in on the weekend, guys. It made Christmas uh, easier this year. It's a Christmas um, but miracle. <laughs> right. Um, before I well it's not usually that that. Um before I talk about the padded numbers, uh it was called Serving Man, the recipe book. Um Yes. Sci-fi. It was. And uh I was told once in my I was asked once in my life to, to double bag by a woman and they both broke. or one one or both of them broke. What? You know? But it was okay. But I I, I warned her, um, no. No <laughs> So the PPR, I think he's trying uh, I think
1: he's uh, trying some, some... Material out on us right now. Could
2: be. Could be, but he waited a hell of a yeah, long time. Yeah,
1: 63 minutes to tell that joke. <laughs> That's right.
2: He wouldn't have to wait that long, at Caroline's doing 63
1: minutes to tell that joke, man. Oh,
3: boy.
2: Although his original point of view, I'm sure he. Uh, I, uh, I, I cut him out. I cut him out. Over the hour. But everyone believes that all these tests are spot on. Now, just in the course of just normal medical procedures, How many times you get a positive test that turns out to be negative and they take their time. There's no rush. That's why you got to do another one. And they call you up and they say, you know, not for nothing, but we may have been off on this. We want to call you in. They are doing thousands, tens of thousands of tests. They are determining that people are positive when, in fact, they may actually be negative. But why is it people have such tremendous faith? First of all, there are people outdoors. Well, they know that the tests have a big margin of error. Right, but they've been very open with that. Look at the people giving you the test. They're outdoors. They don't want to be outdoors. They're dealing with obnoxious people online who are waiting like 30 minutes, an hour, sometimes two, three, four. Right. They're having a stick, a swizzle stick up your nose which nobody is looking forward to. No, it's horrible. And I'm to trust that these people are going to be so specific in the way they're logging it, uh, they're testing it, they're packaging it so that you can get a verifiable test. You realize how many of these tests must be negative, and they just get signed off as positive. And here you got people I, I don't sitting don't around know, in their room.
1: I, I don't know that people with a simple are, cold. Or I, don't, the, the simple I don't know virus. that they are. Oh, I would intentionally, intentionally signing off. I wouldn't as negative say positive. intentional, but just there's confidence. definitely accidents happening for sure. But I don't. You know, look Look
2: how distracted some of them
1: are. It's there's a lot. They're going on their on. cell there, phone. There's, there's They're having a... a
2: fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend. How come you're testing people up there, Schnoz? You should be with <laughs> me on Christmas Eve. I don't know, man. It's good work. It's good work. Yeah, it it's money. You, it, it, they're giving us. They're the getting.
1: Work. They're getting paid here, right? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let me go to Pete in Staten Island. Pete.
4: Hey Curtis, hey Chris. I'm on the Castro convertible, watching the football games and
5: listening to you guys on WABC. Yeah, baby. Well, your show is, your show is great. Like I said to you before, the chemistry with
3: Curtis and Kubi. Now, you just matched it or maybe a little better. I think
2: I'm a little so, better than Kubi. Kubi was depressed, I thought, right? He was just, like, down. Yeah, he always had a cloud over his He's head. He's like, mm. Had a cloud over his yeah. head. But now, Pete, uh, since you're multitasking, you are a human piñata since you're a Jet fan. Yeah. You really think you have a chance today?
6: No, the, the Jets
2: won
5: already. It's oh, a Boxing Gi-
2: Day miracle! Oh, the Jets won!
1: <laughs>
3: what? The Jets won. The Jackson Jacksonville.
1: Oh, my God. one 800 848 1-800-848-WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77-WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest.
1: 1-800-848-9222. Nope. 1 800 848 WABC, Chris Curtis Lewa. This is a
2: record. 30 years that I've been doing talk radio. We just had the Night of the Seven Fishes, Christmas Eve. We have a heavy Italian American audience. Huge. You're part Italian. I'm half part Italian, right?
1: I'm Sicilian,
2: where the fish comes from. Now, one call.
1: No, well did we people have one. not one. Me- cel-
2: Mimi kind of brought it up. No, no, nah, nah, she was too into the rescuing of the dog and how she, yeah, you yeah. Know, she was maligned. I- I'm going to devote at least one hour tonight to this. This first time. Nobody has indicated they celebrated the night of the But Seven all Fishes. you
1: did on Christmas Eve was have an anchovy pizza.
2: No, no, no. I had anchovies and sardines. The cats ate the sardines, and I ate the anchovies. And then did you have a little tuna? Out no, of the no, candle no, star No, no, that's that's one of my cats. That's, oh, that that's tuna. Her that's name her is name tuna, is yeah. tuna.
1: You didn't need her. No, no. <laughs> all right, good. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Peter, out of Long Island. Peter, how you doing? Hello, am I on? You are on.
4: All right. Hey, listen. First of all, uh, you can call me Petey, like the dog on the Little Rascals. That's what I go by. Uh, got it, got a love seat on that, uh, Castro convertible because I am so jealous because I had to work today. I do medical transport, but I did catch a little bit of the jets in one of the hospital rooms. Thank God the guy next to me had the game on. Okay. But what I did want to say is, now listen, you were talking about that, uh, that uh Vietnamese restaurant in Stony Brook. Yep. Okay. Now was it Stony Brook or was it Port Jefferson? Stony Brook. <laughs> Okay, there's one in Stony Brook. Because I was going to ask you about that, because I know there's one in Fort Jeff, uh, right on 347. Wait, Castro, wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a
4: minute. And what's Did, the name of it? <laughs> Peter, what's the, the name of, of it? Do you know the name of the place in Stony Brook? That's it's what we in want. Casa Saigon. That's, in, that's up on 347.
1: I just saw that one. I drove by that one the other
2: night. Well, that, look, the, the story of the day involving this Vietnamese restaurant <laughs> in Stony Brook that Chris Han can't seem to remember. It's great, by the way. Is that you? I've been there five times in the last like five weeks. In your attempt to reach out in a bipartisan way, you have invited. The three Italian stallions, Rudy Giuliani, Andrew Giuliani, and Curtis Lee were out you there are when only we campaigned half Italian. against Lee Zelda. And isn't
1: Andrew Giuliani only half Italian, too? Wasn't his mother not Italian?
2: Yeah, I, I believe you're correct
1: on that. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. I, I believe you're correct right. on that. I remember the divorce where she was still staying at Crazy Mansion, and Rudy moved in on the Upper West Side with a friend of his. Upper East
2: Side. Upper up East, east Judy, Side. with Judy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you seem to remember all of these... Uh, Uh, problems that i've had and rudy have had in our in our many i uh, am a
1: consumer of news yeah i'm sure you are since i was a little kid which is why i can talk about these things because you know it's coming in it's paying off
2: we never really discussed and i know why it's being done because uh, president joe biden's ratings are just cresting down but Uh, you mean the guy who saved christmas didn't we have, like,
1: October and November? Wasn't, like, the right-wing media all about supply chain issues? Did you not get your toys
2: this year, Curtis? What is that? Did uh, you have a hard time getting your Legos? I couldn't get I couldn't get cream cheese to the I'm, smear I'm on I'm sorry. There is
1: a bagel store across the street. I'm pretty sure if you go there right now, uh, they'll give a you a There's short, a shortage on pet food. I, I get pet food? There's no shortage on pet food. Yes, I, there is. I go to the pet store all the time. Yeah, you're Every, like Randy Quaid, right? I got right? two
2: dogs. You take, like, bags and bags get, and no, bags I, I of dog food. I
1: like, a 90-pound bag I throw it over my shoulder, and I, I walk out of the store with it. It's crazy.
2: No, but, no, I'm telling you, there is a shortage of cream cheese, a shortage of pet food. Okay, so
1: cream cheese is made
2: in the cars, United States. There, there's, there's a there shortage are, they, of cars. They,
1: cream cheese is made in the United States of America. Okay? So... There is a transportation issue internally in the United States, and that's the president's fault, or is that the market's fault? What is
2: closest? And by the way.
1: I have not experienced this shortage in cream cheese. I go to the bagel store three or four times a week, and I have never had a problem getting
2: oh, cream cheese. Oh, you had no problems with None. the schmear. There is no problems getting cream cheese on Long Island. Maybe the Long Island cows do a better job than the ones in No, Queens. No, 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 no. Remember, it all comes out of Philadelphia, right? <laughs> no, no, no. And the cows are so terrified with 540 murders there oh. that they haven't been able so to deliver. So the cows
1: are just on strike. Is exactly. Right say. Maybe exactly. we should open up a Guardian Angels chapter I'm in the cow horror. You don't seem
2: to know that there are shortages out there.
1: I have not experienced 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 shortages of cream cheese.
2: Well, Not once. Maybe that's because you're a Democrat and President Joe Biden made sure you they had your They made sure schmear.
1: Democratic areas that's right, on, you had Long your on Long Island had their smear. But
2: now, uh, the president and his wife, I refuse to call her Dr. Joe Biden. But well, she is a doctor. Uh, they've decided... Uh, By the way,
1: your wife is a doctor, too. She's a jurist doctor. No, no, I'm she, a doctor. She, she, I should times, make you
2: call me Dr. She'll Chris. say ESQ. You know, put an Esquire at yeah. the end of our name. But technically, we're doctors. But they have decided they had uh, one German shepherd yes. who died at 13. Unfortunately. Then they took a rescue. German Shepherd, Major, who was biting everyone at the White House. We've never heard from Major again. He's been exiled. He's exiled. now. He's they mu- He's been muzzled. Now, Literally. yesterday, they introduced a puppy, a 12-year-old puppy German Shepherd. 12-week-old. 12-week, uh, correct. Yeah. And you know, he, the last time he was playing around with Major, the two-year-old, he broke his foot, Joe Biden. Yeah. You think maybe the White House should be pet-free? No. I like having a president that has pets.
1: One of the things that freaked me out the most about Donald Trump is that he did not have a pet. Well, you knew
2: he wasn't pet friendly.
1: Yeah, he's not friendly to anybody. So why would he be pet friendly?
2: Bill Clinton and Hillary, they had the Black Lab buddy. Buddy. And they had socks. the cat. They were constantly fighting. So when it was time to pack up uh, their bags and leave to the love shack in Chappaqua, Mm -hmm. Notice, they abandoned uh socks. They gave it to Betty Curie, his secretary, who, remember, Bill Clinton had and to nourish. And they brought
1: socks into the White House with them. They got Buddy while he was president.
2: That's right. Yeah. And, meantime, Buddy, though, kept the code of omerta. He would never talk about the indiscretions of Bill Clinton. Of course. And then, remember, one the best day, thing about dogs. Bill was throwing tennis balls uh, to Buddy, his uh his beloved black lab, and he threw it into the street, and Buddy became another unexpected friend of Bill yes. and Hillary to meet their demise.
1: Oh, so you're one of them, huh? You're one of those I mean, people How many? It's like 72, 73? you think, that, you think that, that Bill Clinton's killing people off.
2: Untimely demise. Untimely you demise. You know, all of a sudden, Buddy bit to dust. <laughs> uh, I guess Buddy knew too much. Yeah, I, I would suggest that the family, to the Biden, Biden Let family— Let me explain something to you, And the Biden family Let me explain
3: something to you, Curtis. I listen to this show religiously. I can't believe— that you would, would would impeach my dog like that.
2: you know, It's horrible. You should save that uh, for the shower stall.
1: It's not as good as my cookie monster. No, no, no. Well, no I no. haven't done my Bill Clinton in a while. I do Bill Clinton better when I'm on the phone. So
2: Yeah, your practice. You practice. know what it is? I don't
1: have enough Elvis in it. You got to throw a, it. Bill Clinton is basically a, cr- a cross between Jimmy Carter and Hills Presley. You got to find that balance between those two. Now, question. And we started is, the program
2: it. and you were telling us that your wife and your oldest daughter are quarantined. They were designated positive coronavirus. Yes. Uh, will they be out of quarantine by the time the ball drops and welcomes in the New Year? I think
1: that Thursday is their last, or Wednesday is
2: their last day. And so if everything is copacetic, what will the Han family be doing for the start of the Year? You know,
1: it's funny. We we usually keep it very low-key New Year's Eve. We've been invited to a couple parties this year. My wife was like, let's go. And I don't know what we're going to do now, honestly. I do know that I'll be back here on January 3rd talking to you.
2: Oh, that's right, January 3rd.
1: Yeah, we'll be to January 3rd. There'll be a new mayor in New York City. Maybe, you know, it'll be great. Maybe I can find a parking
2: spot. Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. Oh, you're looking forward to already I, I, being I, with me two hours a week two on Sundays. Two hours a week 3 to three 5. 3
1: to 5 on Sundays. The Curtis huh,
2: Curtis Lee with Chris on Left versus right. It's fantastic. As we uh, debut in a new year... And then remember, I'm on from 9 to 1 tonight. I'm going to definitely get into the Night of the Seven Fishes. What
1: are you going to do on New Year's Eve? you going to be on the air?
2: Uh, No, generally I'm out patrolling with the guardian angels for all those out-of-towners. And uh, Bill, uh, excuse me, uh, Bill de Blasio insists on having 15,000 people in a super spreader event. Now,
1: does Nancy patrol with you or do you just kiss one of the angels? No, no, no.
2: She's taking care of the cats. You know, she's taking care of the cats. So
1: you don't have your New Year's kiss with your wife? At midnight, you gotta wait. It's
2: before and after. She gets two kisses instead of one kiss when the ball drops to welcome in the new year.
1: Uh, I I don't understand. I, I get why you're divorced so many times. You're gonna go out and patrol. on your- You mean the thousands of cops out there is not enough?
2: Oh, no. Not in the subways.
1: So so we're gonna put about 30 guardian angels out on the street. And oh, fix no, no, no,
2: no. We need it in the subways. How many That's are you gonna many. have down there? Uh, about 120. All right,
1: okay. So you'll be out there patrolling, making sure nobody gets robbed and. Until then, I mean, Happy New Year. Do you realize Curtis.
2: how many people will be picking up who will be so uh, pissed drunk that they can't even see straight and then putting them on the Long Island Railroad in New Jersey? It's a night, America.
1: Happy Boxing Day. Happy New Year. Chris on Curtis Lee. Where we'll be back next week.